Greetings and salutations to all my fellow sky watchers listening in tonight on planet Earth, intergalactically hell, even on the flat Earth or the hollow Earth. I want to say welcome. Welcome to Skywatchers Radio right here live on psn-radio.com, broadcasting live from New Logic Studios down in Miami, Florida. This is September 20th, 2016. And I want to thank you all for joining us once again, and I want to thank my co-host tonight, the one and the only DCS, a.k.a. Crystal Storm. What's up, Big Pookie? How you doing? I'm chilling, little Pookie. I'm doing good. Chilling, we chilling. You chilling. <laughs> I was just telling I was just telling him that I had cake and that he wanted some cake and I wish oh, I could share I'm cake so with jealous. everybody. I know. I know. It's so okay. You can be jealous. jealous. I'm jelly right oh, now. No. So jelly. <laughs> you should be. You should be. It's cake. And it's delicious cake. As as you've noticed, we've not been interrupted once by the other guy. <laughs> I know what's going on. Because he's not like on with amazing. us tonight. It's amazing, right? It's, it's an incredible evening we're going to have without the other guy tonight. He is off in uh, La La Land doing something or other, and he can't make it on tonight. Actually, the uh, the excuse was he lost his headset. That's what I got I see. from him. I see. Lost I see. He's got a fan, though. I wonder what happened to the other guy's fan. Because remember when I first came on the show, there was that guy on Twitter who was like, I don't like her. We like the other guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where what did he go? other guy? <laughs> No, that was like the other guy's fanboy. I'm really sad that I don't hear from him anymore. I think he started liking you, and he's like, well, I got nothing to complain about anymore, so uh, I'm just going to listen. <laughs> Maybe he got mad and left our matter. <laughs> could be, could be. You know, it's funny you, you mentioned that. I actually have gotten emails uh, asking, why did we leave Dark Matter? What happened? Was there a rift between us and Keith? Did Dark Bell kick us out? Did we do something to provoke it? And I'm like, yeah, hookers and below. That pretty much did it. That's uh, that, would- <laughs> <laughs> and that was the a catalyst true statement. Yeah. <laughs> and the best part about that is people will be like, "What?" If you didn't hear that show, <laughs> that is tr- the reason why it's, it's hookers and blow, y'all. Seriously. Yeah, that's that's really what it is. It's hookers and blow. <laughs> that's really that was that. a little too much for for the senses over there. Uh, but no, you know, look, I, I'm still cool with Keith. Uh, you know, love Keith. He's, yeah. he's a great individual. Um, I don't know. Art Shout out to Dark I, Matter. I, I, yeah, shout-outs to them. I, you know, I talk to Art once in a while on Facebook. That's about it. I don't have a, a ongoing relationship with Art. I kind of uh, wanted to have him on the show once, and he kind of blew us off. He's like, no, I'm not really good at doing interviews. I don't do interviews because I am better at interviewing than being interviewed. And then he told me that about 20 minutes after he had posted an interview he did for another radio show uh-huh. on his website, which I was like, really, Art? Really? Really? 
That's really? suspect. Just say no. Just say no. Just, just say, like, hey, your, your show little- is no, not my no. type of show, and I don't want to be on it. That's it. You know, that's I, I'd rather have him be honest to me than lie to me. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Still love you, Art. People have problems have with that. You. But that's okay. We love him. But, you know, yeah, he is it's, yeah. he is Art Bell. That is who he is. So, and there's, you know, there's a respect level that you have to give to him. Yeah. So, because, you know, he's freaking Art Bell. So. Yeah. I mean, I would hope that after being on his network for two years and being his lead-in show for about like, leading, seven months, yeah, that's months, serious. You right. know, and uh, pulling in good numbers on a weekly basis and having people interact with us uh, on Twitter and all over the place saying how much they love the show. And even people at the MUFON convention say, hey, yeah, we heard your show in Dark Matter. That's a good show. You know, even, you know, after all that, I would hope, you know, for Art to, like, call in one day and be like, hey, this is Art Bell. And how's it going? I want to take a ride. That and would be like, amazing. It, something. Yeah. Or, just something. Yeah. You know, what the you, hell, Art? Just you a know? little something. Just, just an acknowledgement, love. Though, you know, of the, Yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't think you're ever too big to give love, especially to you, because you're like a serious Art Bell fanboy. So, I mean, that's that's huge. But I, you know what? I think I think he will yeah. one day. I think he will. I think it's going to happen. You know, you know, I, I remain I, positive. One day the other guy is actually going to book a guest, and one day Art Bell is going to call <laughs> him to our show. There's no better chance of Art Bell actually happen. being on, on the show than the other guy actually booking somebody because. Yeah. I don't think that's ever, ever going to happen, man. That's just, that's just wishful thinking at this point. It's just not in the cards. I'm going with it. I'm tell, I'm trying to keep the faith. I'm telling you, he's going to surprise us. Keep it's going to happen. Hope alive. That's right. You just got to don't stop believing, y'all. Don't stop believing. Yeah. By the way, we're also uh, without Chris J. Brown, who's taking the, the week off. He's, uh, his headset broke, and he's trying to get another one. So our, both our uh, co-hosts, uh, other than myself and Crystal here, are without headsets tonight. Always have a backup, especially on during yep. Mercury Retrograde, y'all. Always have you a backup headset, especially yep. doing live radio. Just have the – I've learned that the hard way because I've been in that position mm-hmm. where your headset broke, and now you're just beat. So yep. now I've I have got three two. headsets for that reason. There you go. See, you're even – you're yeah. like, you've got plan C. I've only got plan B. You're you're more prepared. I got plan A, plan B, plan C, and plan D because I got my mixer that I'm still messing around with and perfect that. And eventually I have another headset which doesn't have a microphone, but I have the microphone with you know that I'm going to use a short mic, uh, which I'm sure one day is going to work. It's gonna maybe yeah it's gonna work one day. I don't even know why it's yeah it's weird why it doesn't. It's really weird. We'll figure it out. (laughs) I'll figure that out. By the way, guys, if you want to join into our uh, lovely conversation here tonight, please do so. The number is 786-245-8127. We'd love to hear from you. Again, the number is 786-245-8127. And um, we have a couple articles to talk about. You know, talking about our our boys here and one of my boys uh, who I just uh, became friends with uh, not long ago and who has an awesome YouTube channel, Jacob Israel, is back at it again. He has a Uh-oh. new video out, which I highly recommend. It's talking about Planet X, Nibiru. Uh-oh. Oh, and, uh, st- I really liked him. I really liked him as a guest. Awesome. I got I to gotta spend more time on his YouTube channel and check it out. He has, I'm telling you, one of the better YouTube channels. And it's just his charisma. Because his, it's not like he's very flashy with like the background or anything like that. It's just it's a very generic-looking background. It's what it is. But he, you know, his charisma, his personality, it really sells what he's talking about. And... He brings up really good topics to talk about on, on his uh, podcast on YouTube. And uh, he also does podcasting on, I believe, Block Talk Radio. Why Block Talk Radio? I don't understand that. Oh, my God. It was good, and then it just wasn't. I said, why, why yeah. is he just on PSN? He could just come do it with us. You know what I'm saying? Maybe one day he, you know, he will be. He okay. should. He should. He, he should. should. That would be uh, 
Absolutely. We're cool. But guys, okay. uh, look up his channel and uh, check out the uh, the new Jacob Israel video about Nibiru. Very interesting stuff. Um, let's just say that uh, NASA is getting very close uh, to calling it as it is and uh, calling it as a actual planet out there. Really? And, he, they're actually yeah, going to say it? Well, it, it, it's looking more and more like they have no choice. And this is the oh, reason why. Oh, snap. Pluto is doing something which I, you know, my first, uh, you know, my first, uh, what do you call it, um, I, I guess, understanding of how the way planets work and compares to, to our sun is, you know, they take heat, right? You know, they, they take heat from the sun and there's an x-ray that comes out of the planets because of the way the sun works. And, you know, that's, that was kind of like my first introduction to how planets and suns work as a kid. And, okay. you know, Pluto's so far out there that they really shouldn't be emitting anything because, you know, the, the sun doesn't really get to it. It's really far out there. Okay. Right. But recently, Pluto has been emitting x-rays. Really? Where now, is it getting you, these from? Now, the only way this is happening, folks, is if it has, if it's heating up because the sun rays are getting to it. Now, uh-huh. the only way that would be happening is if there's an other body out there somewhere that is kind of coming around and heating the planet up, right? Because this is That's a, very Pluto is supposed to be a Pluto is supposed to be an ice ball in the middle of space. Basically, yeah. what it is, it's far yeah. as hell from the sun. The sun rays just don't get to it. Uh, but of course, as we've talked about on this show, and uh, Jacob talks about in his video, and a lot of folks have been mentioned, uh, mentioning this on uh, YouTube and other places when they talk about Nibiru. Nibiru is probably not just a planet. It's probably located with a, with a second sun that orbits around our sun, a binary star system, right? Which NASA is now saying that most star systems are binary star systems. So if that's the case, if yeah. that is the case, then there is another star system right outside of Pluto somewhere, and it's getting close enough to actually start heating up Pluto to the point that NASA is receiving X-ray from Pluto. That's really, really interesting. I think my now, only – because I, I definitely don't know a lot about the you know the, the physics or whatever of this, but my only question would be that does maybe Pluto act differently because it's technically not a planet? Could be. Um, well, it could it could be. There's a, but here's the thing: Why would they put it so far out there if it's not a planet? Yeah, that's yeah. Well, I mean, that's what NASA said. I mean, NASA said it's not a planet anymore. Pluto got declassified. It's technically well, not. yeah. It's a it's it's a planetoid. It's like a, it's a dwarf planet. It's a smaller planet. It's like a little it's right. Like, it is yeah, like a little itty bitty. It's little itty bitty planet. It's little itty. I love Pluto. I don't know why they're gonna make fun of Pluto. Um, <laughs> but that's really interesting. That's I um. That would mean maybe uh, maybe we are still due for the uh, for the end of the world. <laughs> maybe 2012 is just you know 2021. Maybe somebody uh, yeah, was dyslexic yeah, yeah. when they were doing the calendar. That's really possible. It's possible. <laughs> I mean, you know? that's a bombshell if I've heard of any uh, bombshells when it comes to Pluto. Because again, if it's yeah, that's big. Then there's some, there's something geologically going on down there. Maybe Richard Hoagland is right. Maybe there is something to Pluto that more than meets the eye. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't right. know. We'll find out perhaps in the next few years as uh, NASA, you know, uh, leaks more and more stuff to the uh, public. I think, you know, honestly, I do think that we're, you know, not that far away from maybe some sort of soft disclosure, Crystal. And the reason I say that is not because I see them telling us that, you know, Roswell happened and that was real or this or that. No, I think we're going to have some sort of of soft disclosure where they're going to tell us 
oh, there's some kind of life form on one of the moons of uh, of Saturn or uh, Uranus or, you know, maybe on Mars is some kind of microbial life that is still there. Right. Something like that, yeah. you know, a soft disclosure. Now, a binary star system is also a form of soft disclosure. They say, yeah, you know, we found this binary star system. It's right outside of Pluto, and uh, this will kind of go along with uh, Zachariah Sitchin's theory of Planet X and, you know, what a lot of folks have been talking about for years about what Planet X could be, if it's even there, if it's real or not. I could see that. I can see mm-hmm. that being a form of self-disclosure, and I can see NASA doing that. I mean, it doesn't put it past NASA to do something like that. Plus, it, it'll be a form of them introducing the topic to a larger audience without saying, hey, you know, uh, yeah, Roswell happened, and uh, we've had alien bodies in the freezer for years. And we're back engineering right. UFO graphs. Right. I don't think we're ever going to get them to come right out and say that. But, yeah, they could no. say something very, very slick like that. I'm sure. I mean, and I really – got to hand it to the powers that be that they'll they'll put their PR guys on and they'll spin it into a nice little story that's almost saying what they need to say and, you know, not quite. Right. <laughs> It'll be one of those. <laughs> we're never going to get – look, we're never going to get them to open up and just tell us everything. No, no. That's we're we're not. I mean it's it's literally going to be up to, to, to you know, to, I, you know, quote, unquote, you know, whistleblowers or, right. or you know, somebody stumbling on something or a NASA employee that we can actually believe saying, you know, well, let me just leak this or something like that. Or somebody with a telescope that sees something one night he's not supposed to see and he gets it out before they come and get him and throw him in the nut house. <laughs> it'll right, be – it'll right, literally right. be something like that. It's never going to come from NASA. It's just not. No, I, I honestly don't believe that. Uh, NASA, again, I've said it many, many times. It stands for never a straight answer, and I think that moment is going to. That's going to. That's just going. That, that's just going to stay the way it is with NASA. That's just not going to change. Uh, but I think eventually they're going to start giving us little droplets or droplets of uh, of nuggets of information of what they're finding, and they're probably giving the stuff that they've known about for fifty years because you know, oh, NASA, yeah. the government, they're much more ahead of the game than they let on. Uh, let's be honest. You know, I, I've had this conversation with folks, and they're like, "Well, there's no way we get to be uh, interstellar traveling because you know we don't have the technology for it." Really? You believe same that? Same type oh, of shows. That's so cute. The same type of shows that believe that that we're back engineering aircrafts from aliens say that. Right. Really? That's that. I don't understand that. Like. <laughs> How idiotic. But you know what? Everybody has a point where I guess they just they just can't believe anymore, you know. So I guess that was their cutoff point. But you're right; it's kind of dumb. Like, oh, do you really believe that the government didn't have the internet before we did? You're so cute. Right. <laughs> like, oh, he's so adorable. Oh, uh, Al Gore created the internet. <laughs> yeah, he did. He sure did. It was all Al Gore's. Look, you know, na- look, NASA is just a a fraction of the of the actual bigger picture they're a little piece of the puzzle uh they're in the pocket of the government they are a part of the government nasa is like their puppet that's what it is you know the government puppeteers oh. nasa and they do what the government wants them to do but there's a lot of black budget projects and a lot of things that the government's working on which we have no knowledge of and i guarantee you that we have spacecrafts right now that can go to from here to mars within hours maybe oh, a yeah. couple of days but, you know, oh, it's not yeah. going to take you know, months or years, as NASA would like to tell us. And, you know, I heard even on uh, UFONOT last night, uh, they were talking about, um, well, not maybe last night, but they talked about it a little bit. But, you know, I've heard people talk about the moon. Well, why haven't we gone back to the moon? Why is it that we only went on the Apollo missions and then we stopped going to the moon? No, you imbecile. We probably go to the moon all the time. We probably got bases on the moon. 
Right. It's just, you get there know, every other certain, day. You just don't know about it. You just don't know about these things because guess what? That is classified. It's not for us to know. But yeah, you believe they were back engineering aircrafts, but yeah, you can't believe they were going to the moon without telling the, the public. That's silly. I, you know, and I don't so think silly. people realize what DARPA is, you know, and, right. and, <laughs> and the things they do. I mean, there's a, there's a book people can read who, do, I mean, you don't even have to believe in aliens or, you know, anything. To, it's a book called Radical Evolution. It's a really interesting book. And the subtitle is The Promise and Peril of Enhancing Our Minds, Our Bodies, and What It Means to Be Human. Really interesting book, but it talks about in very, you know, kind of PG terms about some of the projects that DARPA is involved in. And as far as like, you know, um, um, direct brain interfaces with, you know, aircraft and, you know, just some of those projects that they're working on. So anything they talk about in this book, you can believe they've got times, you know, 100. (laughs) So, you know, and that's 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 what DARPA's job is to do those types of things. So for us not to believe that technology exists is just silly. It's It's just silly. It's silly. Now, with that said, though, I will say this, Crystal, and, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, certain people do lie within ufology. We know that for a fact. There's people True. out there that are doing misinformation. Uh, one of which is Andrew Bisaggio. You know? Uh, mm-hmm. We had in the chat, uh, Deborah, who's a good friend of the show, she's on the network here, uh, saying that he's running for president and, you know, we, the whole thing, he's been to Mars and he's this and he's that. He's lying to you, people. Like, Stop being so gullible with Andrew Bassangio for crying out loud. If he was running I don't know, for president, where does that come from? <laughs> like, where does that even come from? It's so random. It's just out of nowhere. <laughs> the only one who says that he's joining for president is Andrew Bassangio. Nobody else is seeing it. No, like he is on no platform. Uh, he's not a Republican. He's not a Democrat. He's not independent. He's not on the Green Party. He's on, on no party. No party is hosting this guy. He's had no debates with anybody. How can you be running for president and you've not debated a single time this year? Does that make any sense? I mean, I mean, at least have a party. <laughs> at least, right. least okay. belong to a party. At, right. At least, at least have a party. Even if you made up the party, I mean, at least have one. <laughs> we got nothing. Come on, people, stop I it. Mean, I, I, stop. Kind of to, this I've is why they don't tell us that they have moon bases because we have people who believe this. This right. is why. Exactly. And you know what? What kills me, and they brought this up yesterday on New Our Radio, by the way. Uh, shout out to Jesse Randolph. I had a great show yesterday with uh, Jason Quit, uh, but they brought this up, and I, had, I was laughing my ass off on the mute, you know, on mute. But I was laughing so hard because I was like, "Really, uh, Andrew Bizzaggio went to Mars, right? Uh, his only claim to prove that he went to Mars or he's a time traveler or whatever is some blurry image from the Gettysburg, for, oh. you know, from Gettysburg, some blurry okay. image from like the, the 1800s or some crap, where it shows a, some random kid in front of soldiers." And he says, that's him. The time traveled to the past, and he was in that picture. Now, you can't see the face of the child in the picture, Andy. Can't see your face. And again, this is a problem with ufology, where all the images, all the videos, you know, most of the stuff that people like to put out there is either very highly blurry or non-visible. Like, you can't see his face. Now, how can you sit there and say, oh, yeah, this is me. That's That's proof. No, that's not proof. That's not proof. That's a blurry not picture evidence. isn't proof. It's not even close, bro. It's that's not, not evidence. That's not even nothing. close to being evidence. You know what that is? That's a guy who's lying to you, who's trying to make you believe a lie, and he's saying, yeah, you're gullible and stupid. You're going to believe this, this shit right here. That's what you're going to believe. That, and people I don't believe it. That. People believe it. People pay money for this crap to go see this idiot 
do lectures and talk about his nonsense. There's no evidence. He's presented zero evidence ever. There's so many more people that you could, I think, (laughs) I mean, if you, and I understand the want to believe that. I mean, because obviously we do, we do this show, right? Right, But there's so many more credible stories or more interesting stories or, you know, that you could latch on to. But this guy, is he good looking? I don't even need to, is he a charismatic speaker? Like, what's going on? I don't know. He looks like, look, he looks like like a reject from the Revenge of the Nerds movie. Like, let's be honest, Mm -hmm. this guy does not even look cool. Like, he's not a cool looking dude he has no charisma and like nothing he's just some dork and you know i look i have the poster in the background that says i want to believe from the x-files i'm a true believer don't get me wrong don't think that i'm just saying this because i'm some douchebag who wants to be a debunker or as our good friend stan friedman would say oh nasty debunkers i'm not that guy <laughs> i'm not but i I, right. I can't you know by good conscience sit here and allow people like Andrew Bisaggio to brainwash people with bullshit and just let him get away with it. That's why he's never been on on any of my shows because I know he's lying, folks. I know he's a liar. We can be believers, but you still have to have a level of discernment. That's really, really important. You know, so you you know you you've got it. You've got to be able to have both, and you have to be able to weed through the bullshit because, unfortunately, there is a lot of bullshit. And people like him make our jobs harder, and it makes it a lot harder for people who are telling the truth to get their stories out there. So that's why it's so important that you don't believe his crap. There is nothing wrong with with asking hard questions. There's nothing wrong with asking for um, a little bit more from somebody who claims to know right. these things. And there is nothing wrong with calling bullshit when you hear it. You know, there's just, it's not that we're never, I mean, because we've had all kinds of guests on this show, all kinds of stories, and they've all got to tell their stories. And, you know, there's always been that level of, you know, discernment and the questions that we were, you know, that were asked. And the only time we've ever had an issue was with a guest who didn't want to answer the question. That's it. It's the only time we've ever had an issue. So, I mean, <laughs> kind of deserved it. What a, anyway, yeah. we're not even going to talk about that. But, I mean, somebody <laughs> like him, you know, you guys are really doing a disservice to, to UFOlogy in general by, by listening to that crap. You really, really are. I mean, don't listen to it. Don't go to his lectures for crying out loud. Don't oh, God. Into stop it. giving his money. Like, yeah, that's stop crazy. Stop giving money to that guy. Like, you know, this guy is making a living off of you guys. He's making a living out of the gullibility of you folks out there. Stop being so gullible. Stop really. it. Stop it. And we believe in some crazy shit on this show, so just stop it. Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> like I said, I want to believe. But, yes. you know. And look, Sebastian yeah. just said he, he, that he belongs to the BS party. Right on, Sebastian? He, does belong to the BS party. <laughs> he, is, he is master trolling. That is a true story. Yes. <laughs> he really stop is. That's what he is. Trolls, He's trolling. Y'all. That's exactly what he's doing. He's trolling. And trolls um, now, continue if you feed them. <laughs> they will. Exactly. They don't stop. I just uh, I hope one day people wake up and snap out of this Andrew bullshit. They will That's eventually, it. hopefully. 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 Now, we have a couple of uh, stories we want to get to before we go on break and we bring our guest on. By the way, we have a fabulous guest on tonight. Fabulous. fabulous. His name is Dino Ewelt, and he's the host of Paranormal Into the Night radio show. And uh, we're going to talk about paranormal stuff. We're going to talk about ufology stuff, what he is into, uh, what his his interests are in the uh, subject matter. And uh, he's a great, great dude. But we have time for maybe one or two stories. I know, Crystal, you uh, you seeked out a couple of interesting things. Uh, let's bring him on board here. What, what do you want to talk about? 
first. Let's do it. Let's do it. You want to go to Open Minds first? Let's go to Old Faithful. Old Faithful, Open Minds. Uh, yeah, they, why not? Right? Let's you know, do it. Okay. Did you, do you see them. the link? It's shout out to them. It's the very first link I put in the chat. Yeah, um, yeah I see apparently that. Apparently, a Nevada camper. camper. Yeah. yeah. You want me? You yeah. want to do it? You want me to do it? You want no, to do no, it? Go, go. You, no, no. Give me do it first. Go okay. Ahead. Go ahead. Uh, he, the, apparently, they captured a UFO in video. It was a witness at uh, Danio, uh reported watching and videotaping two objects that could not immediately been identified, according to the case. Uh, this was fairly recent too. Uh, no, not fairly recent. I'm sorry. I'm lying. September 24th, 2015, this happened on a clear night. They had set Very up camps. Uh, yeah, fairly recent. They had set up a campsite. They were sitting by a fire for about 20 minutes before the incident began. The witness claims that something flashed out of the corner of my eye and made me turn my head looking to the west. I could see a kind of outline of some hills and mountains as I looked to where the flashes drew my attention. Two bright yellow arcs appeared over the top of the hill and the mountain. Um, let's see. The witness first thought the light uh, first thought the light was two objects. Um, he thinks now that one was just moving so fast it left a trail. It made two arcs flying above the hill mountain, then driving um, driving down, then back up. It was a bright yellow object. Uh, no flames, no jets. The object itself was glowing yellow, strangest yellow, kind of like a spark shooting up out of a fire. The spark is burning and leaving a trail as it shoots up. I've never seen anything like this. Now, we don't see the video, but we do see some cool pictures. And I don't know yeah. why we don't get the yeah. video. Yeah, that's a good but question. the picture. Yeah, I don't know why we don't get the video, but the pictures blown up. They look interesting. It, it. I mean, it definitely looks like something on fire. That's for yeah. Sure. I mean, it, it, the thing is, my only thing is, uh, it's uh, a black background. You can't really see much. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, again a blurry image. Ufology. Thank you mm-hmm. very much. That's all he had. It's blurry images. You know. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Had, that's, images. That's. Uh, and, and, that's kind of yeah, here's the thing I have here. It says cropped out and enlarged uh, witnesses' uh, screenshot taken from original video. Okay, why don't you just show the actual video clip or at least show the, the entire image and don't crop it out so I can see it you know, in reference where everything is. Because this could easily be a Photoshop booger on a like piece of paper. So I don't know what this is. True story. The, True story. I mean, you can't, you can't tell story. what it is. The video would definitely be a lot more helpful to, to witness that. At least it would give me a little reference point, but... I don't know. I mean, I don't want to call bat squash on it because I, I do want to believe that these people saw something. Uh, right. But I'm leaning towards bat squash on this just because of what yeah, they presented Yeah, you just kind of have to, unfortunately. I yeah. don't understand why we wouldn't get the video. That doesn't make sense because, you. That, I mean, that's what you want. We're, like, craving video so we can kind of take yeah. it apart and see is it a drone, is it CGI, is it something. And this could be a really interesting picture. But I'm always, you know, like you said, Jack, I'm always skeptical when people say we blew it up because, I mean, yep. when you – you can really distort something if you blow it up and make it look like stuff that it's not. Like, I mean, this right. literally could have been, uh, you know, a plane or, you know, or a yeah. drone oh, or nothing, yeah. you know, like a, a star, <laughs> you know. I mean, look, you, look at it from, you, look at, you look at it from one angle, it looks like the Millennium Falcon. You look at it from another angle, it looks like yeah. that ship from the Mona Lisa alien found on the moon uh, with a little, you know, porthole windows on the side. Uh, yeah, you know, it, just, it looks like two, it looks like many different things from different angles. Uh, and that happens when you blow up an image, uh, you know, a lot larger than it's supposed to be instead of just letting people witness what is there in the yes. original image. 
You know, let, let our imagination take hold of what we're, we're watching. Yeah. And let us decide for ourselves. You don't really need to do that. Because if there's something there, we're going to see it. You know, you don't have Correct. to, you know, draw 15 million circles around it and blow it up so I can see what you see. Let me, you know, let people examine the evidence for themselves. Exactly. All right. So, uh, that's the Nevada Camper, guys. If you want to see it, we're going to post it over on the uh, PSN, uh, Skywatchers page on, on Facebook. Again, facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio. Uh, it's going to be posted there in a second. Uh, what's next on the uh, table there, uh, Crystal? Next on the table, something that the other guy would be very excited about. Apparently, a UFO seeker has spotted alien writing on an abandoned spaceship on Mars. Ooh. On Mars. Yes. Yeah, hang on. Oh, stupid ad. Stop ad. Stop playing. Stop it. Um, so apparently, <laughs> and I have never, I've never been to this site before. I literally just Googled this. I'm like, this was interesting. Um, I'm but at it. A, yeah, it, it seems to be a vital hotspot for aliens in outer space. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care what you think about aliens in outer space. Who found this? Yeah, okay. Yeah. It was YouTube user UFO Mania. Has anybody heard of him? I have not. Nope. Uh, who examined this video and said that it seemed to be a metallic looking part of the spaceship that smashed on Mars, or it could be abandoned or non functional vehicle or part uh-huh. of a, a machine. Um, Scott C. Warning, a UFO seeker, said that it was a great discovery. I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to find where this article tells me how they got the video. Where did you get the video from? Let's see here. Uh, I know. There was a blog about it in UFO Sightings Daily. Okay, so he was looking through some Mars rover photos. He found a lone shoe at the edge of a crater. This is probably a shoe of a species that were at war. You went a whole different place with this. A war a long time ago, and the shoe being the lone evidence that the person had existed. Well, you got all that from looking at some photos. Okay, well, I want to see right. these photos. I'm very curious. Real. Apparently, they were shot by the Opportunity rover in 2013. We got a video at the bottom. There actually is a video that we can look at at the bottom. Uh, of yeah, course, I'm NASA says now. there is nothing. Are you looking at the video? What, what do we think? Because the well, picture looks at, interesting. The picture does look interesting. Uh, here's the thing, though. The, it looks definitely like it's an artificial structure there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the video, but the video shows me, uh, it shows like some art rendering of like, you know, Mars, what it would mm-hmm. look like back in the day and, and whatnot. But looking at the actual image, I want to see if there's, uh, this exact image on NASA's website, first of all. If I could find the yes. actual image on their website, at least I could trace it back to NASA directly and say, okay, well, this is a legit NASA image, not something doctored, not something taken from a film, uh, you mm-hmm. know, as a screenshot from a movie or something like that that we just maybe haven't seen. Uh, but right. what, what I do see on here does look like some kind of artificial uh, structure. It just looks like debris from some kind of uh, ship that maybe crashed or something that crashed or something that blew up on there and you've seen like remnants of what was there. Um, I don't know about hieroglyphics or, or writing on this thing, but it definitely yeah. you know, doesn't look natural. I'll give it a, I'll give it that much. So I'm not going to call Bad Squatch on it. I'd like to see more. I'd like to see if we could trace this back to NASA directly. But here's the thing. Ge- geologically, geologically, you know, rocks don't do what th- what's on this picture. Right, you know, rocks don't form right. this way, so uh, that's why it'll like you know it'll make me think that yeah, there is maybe some truth to this. But again, I want to cross-reference it back to NASA directly. This is coming from the rover, then it should be on NASA's website. Unless yeah, we should be able to take a look at it. Unless they took it, <laughs> unless they were like, "Oops, yeah. we put up a picture we shouldn't put up again. We took it down." I'll have to go Oopsie. to this blog too and check that out. But you're right. If you just if you could just pause the video about 25 seconds in, you kind of see a picture of it. Um, 
and that does that looks interesting. I don't see the hieroglyphics mm-hmm. either, but I I didn't zoom in. But it just um, it I looks artificial. You know what it it looks artificial. It does look artificial. It looks like a part of something. Don't you see that? Almost like there's a, like an exhaust vent at the bottom. That little that little I square that, at the yeah. bottom. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if that would be from a building or from a spaceship or something, but that would be interesting. That would be I mean, really, like, I, really interesting. I'd like to know how big this piece is because we have a lot of rocks and stuff, you know, all around it. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to know exactly what the size is. It could be something very small, maybe a drone that blew up or something on Mars. Maybe a large ship. You know, we really don't know. We don't have a, a reference point for the size itself. Uh, and again, it's a, it's an image taken from far away. It's blown up and you know zoomed in. So again, it gets a little blurry and it's hard to tell detail that well. Yeah, so, you know, it's one of those uh, blurry images once again. Oh, damn the blurry images. Damn them. Damn it. Damn <laughs> the blurriness. Stop. stop. All right. We'll have to do more research about that one. Yeah. We will have to look into that one further because that's what I love about stuff about Mars. I do. I do share the yeah, other guy's enthusiasm. Here. Oh, I same do. here. And I'm not going to uh, call Bad Squash on this yet until we get more information on it. So we'll dig deeper into this one. Uh, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have our guest of the evening. That's right, Mr. Dino Ewelt is going to be on with us for the remainder of the show. And we're going to talk about his show, uh, Paranormal Into the Night Radio. Plus, what got him involved in, uh, you know, paranormal stuff, ufology stuff. And, uh, you know, he does have a kick-ass show. I was on his show uh, not long ago as a guest. Amazing. It was right? a good interview. Yeah. It was good. You did good. So, Somebody's okay. like, hey, dude, uh, we want to have you on as a guest. I was like, what? Me? Are you crazy? Yeah. Okay, sure. I'm a whore <laughs> for that kind of thing, so why not? But uh, he's a great, he's a really good guy, and uh, I'm gonna, uh, you know, we're going to have a good time with him. So, guys, stick around. This is Skywatchers Radio. We'll be back with Dino as the uh, guest. And no, not Dino from the Flintstones. Dino Ewald will be on with us. Stick around. team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology preventative maintenance and networking support hardware and custom built computers let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly monthly or annual rates to fit anyone's budget call key information solutions now 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. The George Rodriguez Show. Who? I said the George Rodriguez Show. You don't know George Rodriguez? Wasn't he the guy that filled in for Neil Rogers? Yes. That George Rodriguez. What's he like? Oh, he's a short little Cuban fellow. Kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez Show is much more than adequate. 
in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A. A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Have you heard Mac Maloney lately? In your military career, did you ever see anything that came close to an unusual UFO sighting or... No. Holy <laughs> That was the yeah, 10 seconds of... Uh, no. What are you that was so convincing. Yeah, what are you trying to say there? Well, UFO is an innocuous term. That's the worst fucking denial I've ever heard. Unidentified flying object. Mac Maloney's Military X-Files, Friday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern on the public streaming radio network. All right, everybody, we're back on Skywatchers Radio after a couple minutes of technical difficulties. We made it back on the air. I'm telling you, when you're going to deal with paranormal stuff, you better expect some paranormal activities to happen. And I think that's what's going on with Skype tonight. It's just having all kind of paranormal you know, things happening to it. And it's just, it's bizarre. It's weird. It's right up there with the stuff we like to cover, right? The bizarre and the weird. And uh, you know who else is into the bizarre and the weird? Our guest tonight, Dino Ewald, who is the host of Paranormal Into the Night Radio. And uh, he's a hell of a, of a nice guy, too. He's a founder of PITN Network. And, uh, you know, I, I was on his show not long ago. Uh, he has a fabulous uh, show. And uh, hopefully one day he'll be off of Spreaker and on PSN Radio. You never know. Uh, Dino, welcome to Skywatchers Radio, my friend. Thank you so much for being here with us tonight. Oh, thank you, Angel. And Crystal, how are you doing? I'm I good. Almost didn't nice think talking it was to happen. you. <laughs> we almost did not <laughs> think it was going to happen. Yeah, that close, that close. But it, we got it going, so it's all good. That's oh, right. Goodness. That's how we roll. We make it miracles. Yeah. There you go. Cool. <laughs> Now, I first became aware of you, Dino, when uh, you reached out to me uh, a while back, and you're like, hey, dude, uh, can you be on my show? And I was like, what? <laughs> you do it on the bottom of me? What's wrong with you, kid? You want me on your show? What's wrong with you, son? But then you you're, had me on, and it was, it was awesome. But, you were great. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I got a different kind of style, I guess. You know, I mean, we're all different, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I asked the questions, and, um yeah, you were a great guest, man. That that was actually a really, really good show. And 
Yeah, I was uh, thinking maybe you were going to pull an Art Bell there and, you know, say, hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm a better uh, interviewee than an interviewer, whatever. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, We won't get into that, but. Uh, yeah. You know, we, I, I, it's funny because I brought that up earlier on the, the beginning. I don't know if you heard the beginning of the show, but I kind of. Yeah, I was listening. Yeah. And I know you had a similar experience with Mr. Bell. <laughs> yes, and, I did. Uh, and you actually uh, you inspired him in a way to uh, to open up a line uh, for uh, for stuff on his show early on when he came back to Dark Matter, which I wanted yeah. to tell the audience about because I thought it was really cool. Tell the audience, go for it. Oh God! Uh, well, yeah, when, when um, Art Bell first came on, I mean, we did talk back and forth a little bit through uh, messaging on Facebook and all that, uh-huh. and and of course, very aware of uh, Paranormal Into the Night Facebook group and. Um, I wanted him to go, I mean, I think you guys know when he came back, he was, the show wasn't the same. It was a little different. I really still wanted that spookiness, that little dark, you know, thing that he had to his show. And, uh, he kept his open lines were, or special lines that he would do on, I think the Friday nights or whatever were not the best. I mean, one night he was asking me about names for the open lines and I gave him stuff like, you know, vampire hotline, uh, stuff like that. And, uh, he came back and, um, just really did not listen to anything I, uh, had to offer. And he opened up, uh, losing my mind line. Okay. First of all, uh, I think we're all losing our mind a little bit, but anyway, just a little story, bit, yeah, just a little bit, a little bit, especially with this election <laughs> going on right now. Oh my god! Oh god! Oh, yeah, I don't. Jesus, sorry, Jesus. Anyway, <sighs> Mr. Losing Trump. your mind, but, line. but yeah, uh, yeah, he um he went with that, and I'm like going, oh, you gotta be kidding me! And everybody started coming on talking about I'm losing my mind because my girlfriend's doing this to me or this. I'm like going, what does this have to do with the paranormal? And uh, so I said, you know what, I'm going to call. And this was when uh, when I first started my my Paranormal to the Night Facebook group, it was technically Art Bell live chat because it was all about Art Bell's show. And that's right, how right. all of this started. And we were chatting back and forth. And I swear to God, we'd have a thousand posts Every night for our show, for Art Bell's show, just going back and forth. It was unbelievable. That's, was one of the greatest things that when it first started rolling. But, um, they're like, go ahead, call in, call in, call in. So I did. And they never knew about it, you know, because they really didn't think it was me. But I called in as a vampire, okay? And I told Art I was losing my mind. And I, I'm not patting myself on the back or nothing, but I did a hell of a job. Anybody can go look it up on YouTube under, I think, Midnight in the Desert uh, YouTube channel and just put in Vampire, uh, Midnight in the Desert, Art Bell, whatever. It'll pop up, or I could put the link somewhere. But I did an awesome job. I was losing my mind because Hmm. something attacked me in the night, in the woods, um, and I was losing my mind because of the thirst I needed, the, the blood. And I was turning as I was talking to Art. And he was just, like, going with it for a good 10, 15 minutes. Um, and then he finally had enough, and he said, hmm, that's really, you know, just hung up, you know, after, you know, a certain amount of time. But it, it was actually, everybody said, that's probably the best thing I've heard since the frantic Area 51 caller. And... Um, I have to agree. I'm one of the biggest Art Bell fans. 
there is out there from the very beginning. And I had to put something into the show to make it exciting and make it what it used to be. And that's probably the highlight of the me and Art's relationship, you know, over the years. So, yeah, I did do that, and it was very, very interesting and very cool. So, yeah. Now, it's funny because I think we're, we've all been kind of influenced by art. You know, the reason right. I got into radio to begin with was because of Art Bell. You know, we talked about that on, on your show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the host that influenced me was, you know, Art Bell was one of the main ones. Phil Hendry, George Rodriguez, yep. Neil Rogers are the guys who really influenced me to get into doing this stuff. Uh, but art, there was nothing bigger than Art Bell, really. Art Bell, you know, for this oh. genre, is the biggest thing ever. Yeah. Um, and it's funny that, you know, my interaction is a lot lesser cooler than yours. My interaction with him is like, yeah, I'm not a good radio interviewee. I'm just a good radio interviewer. Well, I'll tell you, that's exactly what happened to me. I mean, because I did, I mean, and I'm I'm not making it out more than it was. It was just Facebook, a message back and forth, back and forth, you know, that kind of thing. Um I think at the time he was reaching out to as many groups as he can to because we the live chats popped up in tons of groups. I think you probably know that. I mean, there yeah. was uh, our. I mean, there's still Heather Wade, you know, groups and stuff for people to chat. Although five people chat a night, but um, mm-hmm. not put not putting her down or nothing. I'm just you know, it's a whole different ball game now in the uh, yeah you know in, in that whole you know uh, program and stuff. But um. He, he, I, I said, did the same thing. I, I said, hey, Art, why don't you come on here and, you know, let me interview you. I, I, I won't talk about any of the controversy, any of this. I just want to talk paranormal with you. And he said the same thing. He said, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, not very good at doing interviews. I am much better at giving interviews. So, yeah, same exact thing. So, and. Which is like, it's like more stupid because I, he's been on like Bill Gab, uh, the radio show. Well, that's Gab what I was going to say. Yeah. I th- you must have asked right around the same time I did because I swear it was a couple days later or so. He was on Bell Gab and he put it all yeah. out there. <laughs> he 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 did a great interview. He he even told um oh, what was his name uh, on Bell Gab? I forget his name, but uh, he, he said this. Mike? No, he was the guy. I think he's from another country, Australia or. Oh, Jazz, okay. Jazzmunda. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. And uh, he, he told him, he said, the, or no, maybe it was his co-host or whatever, but nevertheless, he said, this is going to be one of those shows that will go on forever, right? Like he's a biography or something like that. And I'm like going, oh, you know, <laughs> why couldn't you just come on and talk to me? You know, it would have been one of my you know, bucket list things. And yeah, I mean, I understand if he just does not want to do that kind of thing, but just like everybody, he picks, not everybody, but certain people pick and choose right who they want to deal with, who's going to give them the most. Although I don't know how much Belgab really, you know, put that thing out there. Art could have done any show and it would have got spread around. So right. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I mean, get you, man. The, but here's here's the thing. Your show is a good show. I think we do a good show here. Uh, we no, all no. love Art Bell. That, that's the that's the best thing. You know, the most. The oh most yeah, we all, we all love Art Bell. We're mm-hmm. gonna give him, you know, every every uh, opportunity to say what he wants to say. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we weren't gonna, you know, especially on this show, we weren't gonna be controversial, to, you know, with him or talk about something right. he didn't mm-hmm. want to get to. Uh, so it was gonna be a very honest and uh, loving, you know, episode dealing with art and his history and, and stuff. And and mm-hmm. you know, for him to close those channels and say, "Nah, you know, I don't want to do the show because I'm not gonna get an interview or whatever the excuse is," to me, yeah. it's kind of cheap on his part. Because, like I told you when you invited me on your show, there's no way I'll say no to somebody who's asking me to be on their show. Because to me, that's a hell of an honor to be asked to be on somebody's show because that means that they want to hear from me. They, they, they care enough to ask me to be on their show. You know, you, you have to stay humble also when you do this kind of stuff. And I'm a humble person. If anybody asks me, hey, can you be on my show? I'm going to do it because, you know, it's somebody asking, putting themselves out there and asking, why would I want to break that person's heart and, you know, they just go against what they, you know, they're asking for? That, to me, is ridiculous, especially, I'm nobody special, and at the end of the day, Art Bell, yeah, he's a great personality, we love his radio show, but he's mm-hmm. just another guy. Oh, he's right. Just, yeah. Dude, he's just an old man living in Nevada or somewhere. <laughs> you know, let's just, let's be real on what it is. You know, at the end of the day, that's who Art Bell is. And he should be a little bit more humble than that. That's you know, my take on the whole thing. I still love you, Art. I still, you know, I wish you were on the air. I wish, you know, you hadn't retired for good for the 18th Same time. Yep. But, you know, Same it here. is what it is. It is what it is, man. Now, uh, getting on to your show, um, let's talk a little bit about your show because you deal with, by the way, you're making a whole lot of noise. Are you rattling around there or wrestling with alligators? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, there's some spirits around me right now flying around. So um, this you first time it? this ever happened. But, uh, I can, I can no, no, I, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, I was having you said issues that's so with. so serious, too. I was like, I know, wow, I know, really? I believe it. Like, <laughs> I had yeah. to pause for a second. I'm like, for real? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is it, the paranormal into the night, guys, so I believe it. <laughs> it's rats. I, I, I'm, I've got rats all around me. No. Well, we were having issues with the, the microphone, and, and you could probably hear everything I'm doing now because I'm using the, uh, a different uh, mic, so that's probably why. As long as you can hear me, yeah, no, we can hear you. It's just it's weird. It's like I won't move. Scratchy. Like, <laughs> it move is scratchy. It's, anyway. it, yeah, it's a little scratchy. No, it's fine. But it, it, but it sounds better than the other stuff you had before. Before it sounded like he was in the bathroom doing something else. It, I'm saying what? <laughs> nice, nice. Okay. There, there's oh, numbers boy. involved. That's all I'm saying. But mm-hmm. uh, getting back into your show, like let's talk about your show a little bit because it is a cool show. But you deal with mostly paranormal stuff. Uh, not so much UFO-centric, but you are a believer in ufology. We talked about that a little bit. Uh, what kind of got you, besides Art Bell, what got you uh, you know, into the genre itself? Um, pretty much uh, from a very young age. I mean, uh, I, I was exposed to horror. And, I mean, believe it or not, I think horror and paranormal kind of go together in a strange way, at, le- at least to me, because... Um, uh, I had grandparents who everywhere they moved, uh, any house they lived, there was activity going on. Um, and that's pretty much where I guess it, you know, it, it instills it in your head. And as you grow up, you know, it sticks with you. And then I hit a point when I got older, uh, where like everybody, I think you just start asking questions and, you know, I, I want to know if there's more to life than this. Uh, do we move on? Where did everything come from? Are there aliens? If there are, can they please come get me and take me away? Um, 
You and me both, bro. You and me both. Oh, I if there was a bus stop, I'd be the first one there. I mean, uh, you know, you, yeah. you'd have to fight for a spot with with uh, with Angel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'd, we'd all be sitting there. I think that would you be and it. me, Chris, would be fighting it out right here. The three of us. Yeah, oh my out. God, we'd rumble at the bus stop. But yeah, I mean, somewhere the other, somewhere the other guy would be taking bets on who wins, so he can make some money off of it. Because you know, it's, it's true. He'd be selling it. He'd be trying money. to sell it. It's yeah. true. The bookmakers, they do it all. But anyways, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Wait. you know, uh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Continue your thoughts. No, yeah, I mean, it's it's just about uh, looking for answers. Um, you know, I'm, I'll lay it out there. I'm I'm a little bit scared of um dying, you know, and everything ending. So there you go. I mean, I, I, wa- I want actually some. That leads, that leads me to a, a, a granular question that you, that comedy just made. That you're scared of dying and everything mm-hmm. ending. Are you a religious person? Do you believe in heaven, hell, the afterlife, God, the whole shebang? Oh, Angel, man, we could talk for hours and hours about this subject, but um, am I religious? Uh, I'm not an atheist. I do believe there's a higher power, a higher being or energy or something. I know something created all of this uh, because it didn't all come from nothing. Uh, it's It's impossible, you know. But then that just leads you to more questions. I mean, uh, I don't believe there's a, there was like there's a guy that you know made the earth uh, sit in the clouds with a beard. And yeah, you I do. mean, you know, <laughs> and a lot of people a lot of people will hate hearing that though. But you know, I mean, there's not one little iota of proof that I know. I, there's books and stories and. Uh, stuff like that that tells you, you know, God created Adam and Eve and this and that. And I'm not a creationist. I'm not a, you know, I, I'm not very religious. So the bottom line, uh, and I don't know. Uh, people who do know, I think, are going on faith. Um, right. If they if they say otherwise, it's mm-hmm. they they it's a story. I mean, people have yeah. passed on, or, or not passed on, but. Uh, you know, near-death experiences and stuff like that can kind of get you to say, wow, you know, okay, maybe there's something. But it always involves angels or I saw God or – and you don't know if they they took it in a different way. You know, I mean, what did they see? It's a light. Is that light God? I mean, what are you seeing? So there's just so many questions to all of that, and I don't even know where to begin to, you know – Answer I have that, a theory. You know? I have a theory on the, on the light that people see because if people say, "Oh, I see a tunnel and a light," right? Mm-hmm. That's usually what people describe. Right. And follow along here. What I think people are witnessing is their very first memory: the tunnel and the light, vagina, mm-hmm. and the light when it opens. Oh, at the gynecologist, whatever the gynecologist. Well, well, that's a tough one for me too. I feel you, but no, yeah, with that <laughs> moment of birth. <laughs> Right, I think that's the very first memory we have instilled in our mind. We just we don't remember it because it gets washed over with so many other memories that we record. But I think once you're dying, maybe you kind of revert back to the very first instance of your memories, and you just you you relive hmm. that memory of being reborn, and you're seeing that light, which is not leading you to the afterlife. It's just you know it's your memory saying, "Ah, oh, this is a vagina canal, and you're <laughs> about to be exited of the vagina." That's oh boy. That's yeah, well, hey. That's one take on it. <laughs> That's an interesting. I think I think what yeah. you see has a really a really severe bearing on what you believe. I really do. 
I really, That's really do when, when you're locked I mean, into those experiences. I, I think, Jackal, that if you were you being, you know, what you believe, I think you would see something very different than what I would see. I re- and, and, and I based that on yeah. very loosely, and I'm going to botch this because it was so long ago since I read about it, but someone did an experiment where they were uh, they were messing with people and they were kind of feeding them um, – it was, they were messing with electromagnetic pulses in the brain, and they wanted to see what they could, you know, what people would see when they were in this certain state. And what people saw had a real big bearing on kind of where they were personally. Because some people were like, "Oh my God, I yeah. saw angels," and other people were like, "No, it was a demon." And you know, the other people still were yep. like, "I just saw this really loving being." And they all, I mean, they weren't exposed to a different stimuli. It was the same stimuli, but they all saw something different. You know, right. so that so that I guess that really compounds the question about what's out there. Well, not only that, they, 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 not to get you off, but they've also done experiments like that where they've been able to simulate the abduction phenomenon, the alien abduction phenomenon, to a T in a laboratory where you know yeah. there, there was no abduction. Uh, they were just under uh, you know they were they were in deep sleep or they were messing with their brain, and they literally thought they were being abducted by aliens, and it was. Uh, this has been done. You can Google this. It's uh, it's uh, research that actually took place. So that also leads to other questions. Are, are we hallucinating abductions uh, for the most part? Is that part of a hallucination that people have when they wake up and they can't move? Because, you know, people do have that, um, I forget what it's called now. Um, sleep paralysis. What's the name? Sleep paralysis. Right? Thank yeah, you. yeah. <laughs> people have sleep paralysis, and I suffer from sleep paralysis, by the way. I've had it many, many times in my life. Uh, wow. You wake up and you can't move, and you're like, oh, damn, move the finger. Move the <laughs> finger. Come on. Finger, please move. Prove that I'm alive. Oh, and then no. nothing happens. And you're like, all right, screw this. I'm going back to sleep. Maybe I'll wake up later. <laughs> then you wake up an hour later, and you're like in drenched sweat, or maybe that's just me, maybe. But, you know, you're, you know, you wake up, and you're like, oh, yeah, I can move all my faculties. They're all in order. Everything's good. Now, that doesn't mean that I was abducted by aliens, but some people do think that sleep paralysis is, uh, you know, uh, an abduction phenomenon that's about to happen, and then you get abducted, and then you drop back. It could be. You never know. Maybe I've been abducted 20,000 times in my life. I don't know. <laughs> but the point is that this kind of test uh, has been done in laboratories, and they have gotten the same results where people actually go through the sleep paralysis. They have what it feels like people in the room, and maybe they, well, maybe they do because they have doctors you know, working on them, so they feel presence in the room but mm-hmm. they feel that presence in the room and next thing you know they're seeing little grays or little beings you know take them and you know that's been done that's those studies are there uh so that brings up a whole lot of questions and really the, the answer i think to a lot of this is like what crystal was saying is it's all in our mind is where you are in that point of your life and when you believe it you know, if you believe in aliens, uh, there's a good chance that if you have sleep paralysis, you're going to think, well, maybe I'm being abducted because you, you're a believer, right? And there's a lot more people that believe nowadays than 50, 60, 100 years ago. So since this subject is a lot more popular with folks, maybe that's why they're having sleep paralysis and they're thinking they're being abducted. And that's why maybe more and more people are like, yeah, I've been abducted and they're second to Andromeda and now I know that we're going to have this happen and that happen and one day Andrew Bissage is going to be president. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Boy, you are not letting that one go, are you? No, <laughs> I, I, I don't like Andrew Bissage. But right? you know what, Angel, like I tell guy. you, I mean, that's the whole point um, to everything. I mean, everybody's got their own experience and you could they'll put their own spin on it and you know like you said nothing really happened but they thought it did so it's like what are you to believe and i'm not i guess i am skeptical on everything i want to believe a lot of these 
you know, stories that come out, you know, uh, and there's some really intriguing cases like mm-hmm. with little children who come back, who say they were this other person in, in a former life and they, they got killed those. and, Oh, they're great. Fascinating. Really. I'm a big believer in reincarnation. So, yeah, those I especially like those stories. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, even knowing that there's stories like that out there, I still am going, you know, you're never going to 100 percent believe until it happens to you, until you pass on or an alien comes and gets you or you see an actual ghost yourself or a true UFO up in that sky. I mean, otherwise, it's just, you know, hey, I think I believe, but not 100%. Because um, I'm one of those people who have had stuff happen, mostly when I was young, but never when I've been a teen, older, or an adult. So uh, I question everything, and that's kind of why I do my show and started it, I'm, you know, just to get some answers. And it's always good to hear from a lot of different people and see what their stories are. Um, I mean, I, that's what I, my very first interviews were on YouTube and uh, when Art stopped doing the show. And I just interviewed people from my group who said, hey, this happened to me. And these are just ordinary people who just said, hey, I, I, you know, and I, contact, and I said, hey, uh, why don't you tell me about that story? I'd, I'd like to hear it. And it seems genuine, comes from the heart. Some are even scared to talk about it. Um, yes. So that's what I'm trying to get to the bottom of, you know, um, just get some answers and, and have a little bit of fun with it. So, you know, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I I think a lot of the, or some of the best, uh, stories are untold in, in, especially in ufology or in in paranormal Mm -hmm. also, but in ufology, for example, we were at the MUFON, uh, symposium a few weeks ago, me, Crystal, and Alan, who's not on with us right now, and uh, well, they were kind of like doing their thing, and they were kind of off air for a little bit. I think, uh, Krista, you were at one of the uh, shows watching a, you know, watching a lecture or something, and Alan was trying to sell something to somebody. I don't know what the hell he was doing. <laughs> I was sitting with Frank Bennett. He's making a Remember sales Frank pitch. Bennett? Yeah, he was completely. That's why he did it the entire time, sales pitch <laughs> or pitching something. But remember Frank uh, Bennett, who was sitting across the table from us at the uh, symposium? Mm-hmm. I do. Okay, he was there. Uh, we started, you know, we struck up a conversation um, about his book and you know his abduct, you know his uh, not so much on the abduction phenomenon, but the the thing that happened to him, his experience. And then this African American gentleman walked up and started asking him about the book. And Frank started telling him the whole story about what happened and this and that, which, by the way, was very funny because it's an African American gentleman. And what Frank experienced was a really dark really, really dark, dark black creature in the woods, and just him oh, saying that to an African-American person was hysterical, because the expression <laughs> the African-American made, the gentleman made, mm-hmm. like, he, mm-hmm. he looked, yeah, this is like the darkest black <laughs> thing I've ever seen, and it was like a humanoid thing, and he jumped, and then he landed on the tree, and Oh, and I can Afri- only and- imagine. I won't it was say so nothing. funny, Crystal. It was so funny. Like, the guy Especially looked at him because like, this guy was like white dude. He was literally like the guy telling the story is like yeah, generic white, white guy. <laughs> yes, like not even a Latino like you know, no, no, super white like, guy. And, and, and he's like, 
this yeah, this really black creature just like jumped on, and and then the guy who's an African American gentleman looks at him like, yeah, right, you've never seen a black guy before. That's what's going on here. Uh-huh. Oh boy! But, <laughs> oh, but as we're as we're sitting there, and we get, and we get past this awkward part of the story, right? And we're talking to to him about the, you know the experience. I asked the gentleman, I was like, "Have you had a paranormal experience?" And he's like, "Oh man, let me tell you, um, I've had paranormal activity happen to me since I was a little kid." And I, and I was like, "Really?" And he started going about his own abduction case uh, that happened to him as a child. Uh, it's followed along over the years. He's been supposedly abducted like a dozen times in his life. And the guy started like literally like shaking as he's telling his story. And, oh, no. you know, that, that tells me that there's a, a level of authenticity there. And I asked him, have you ever written a book or anything? He's like, no, man, no, no, no. Because just being out here and mingling with the uh, MUFON crowd is, you know, yeah. nothing to get me excited. And just to see other people that are kind of like either experiencers or writers that, have, that are dealing with this stuff, you know, gives me some courage of coming out and talking about it, you know, maybe publicly one day. But I have, I'm, I have no interest in really going public right now or, or saying anything to the media about what I've experienced. And it's not just something that he's experienced, his family's experienced, that his father went through something similar. Uh, his kid has, is uh, being an experiencer also. So it's, you know, it, there's a lineage thing going on here, which is very common in ufology, where family members are kind of like, uh, you know, ta- they're like tagged like animals in the wild, right? Where, it, you know, it, they're continually uh, being experiencers throughout their lives, but their family members also get you know, abducted and they, and they go through it as well. And, uh, you know, the story was just really captivating. And I was like, bro, you got to be on the show with us, man. Your story is better than half of the stuff we've heard <laughs> in the symposium. Are you kidding me? And he oh, was yeah. like, no. Maybe I'll think about it. And he said he was going to come back the next day. He never came back. I think he was just scared to be on the radio and talk about it. But to me, a person like that and listening to his story, and I forget his name, by the way. Shame on me. But mm-hmm. um, to, you know, listening to his story, really, that's the kind of person that I, I would say, you know what? There's truth there because you know this is not a person who's seeking out fame. He's not trying to write a book and get famous off of it. He's not going out on lectures to make money off of this thing. The guy's a regular worker. He works at some big company. Uh, he makes a good living. Uh, he's again, he's not somebody who's you know just uh, trying to seek publicity for something that's happened to well, him. Well, I'll tell I you have that. issues with people I, do that think... when they go out and they seek publicity for something yeah. that happened 20 years ago. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I, I was going to say I, I think that's why there's so much skepticism in the field, and because. Your ordinary person, like the guy you were just talking about, those people are out there, and they're ordinary people who are who have had these experiences, but are scared to talk about it and don't come out, don't really right. write books. They say no, 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 no. It just gets me too. My anxieties, panic, whatever uh, will come up. You know, these are the real people who really experienced what they experience, and the mm-hmm. people out there who are the making the money. The big names, the people who got some wild stories, uh, they're making a living on this. And it's hard to not saying that some of them might not have experienced stuff. But for the most part, these people are making a living off of these stories. And that's where you get the ordinary everyday Joe looking at the whole field in general and saying, you know, what are you talking about? This is all fake. None of this is real. Um, so I, I think that's just a big downer in the whole, you know, paranormal field. You know, you, do you get what I'm saying? Oh, totally. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. 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 It's unfortunate, sure. but. 
Yeah. yeah, I'm much more inclined to believe that person who kind of maybe hesitantly wants to come on the air versus the guy right. who's like, I have written five books about what happened <laughs> to me, my dad, my mama, my cousin, yep. you know, and not to say that either one of those people are lying, but you're right. right. You just you get a little jaded by it. And I don't want to mm-hmm. and I don't want to trash anybody's livelihood either, because I know how hard it is to, you know, to make a living off of something. So I'm of not course. knocking it. I don't want to knock it at all. But at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, you, you have the phony out there and the phonies are that's what they're doing they're making a living off of this well it makes people like us dig so deep to get a real story you know you've got to get rid of about 10 or 15 people who just want to sell something or you know do this or that to get to the real person with a really cool story that doesn't have a book doesn't have nothing to sell doesn't you know so it's it's makes it hard on us you know and Uh, Which, by the way, this is why I believe certain cases like uh, for you know, we had her on the show, uh, Kathleen Martin. But uh, you know the, uh, the the Betty and Barney Hill story. I believe that story because they weren't trying to seek publicity for what happened to them. Right. In fact, Barney Hill was trying to bury that story before it even came out. He didn't want to talk about it. He, he had no interest in talking about it. Speaking of, of African American, uh, he was an African American gentleman in the '60s, married to a white woman, mm-hmm. went to the civil right. rights movement. He was working for NAACP. The last thing these people wanted was to be talking about being abducted by aliens. It was already bad enough. They're going through some stuff that back then was considered taboo in a racial dating, you know. And he's going through this uh, civil rights stuff, and you know. It's, it, that was a completely different era than we are in right now when it comes to like the way we deal with each other. And back then, the last thing this interracial couple wanted was to add more shit to the pile. And adding an, an alien abduction basically is adding more shit to that pile. They didn't want that. They wanted to keep that completely off the radar, and it got leaked by other sources to the point that they got bombarded with media coverage trying to ask them, hey, uh, Barney, what happened? You know, they, they, Betty, what's going on? And it got to the point that they couldn't hold off anymore. They had to, like, set the record straight because people were, like, you know, manufacturing stories and, and giving details of stuff that didn't happen to them. And they were like, you know what? This is all bullshit. Let's tell the true story of what happened. And, you know, they were validated, I think, when, uh, Betty Hill, uh, when she, you know, gave the star map that she gave, and it was kind of like, uh, proven to be accurate 10 years right. later by NASA. Yes. That, that's what to me, you know, makes that story so authentic. And mm-hmm. the fact that they didn't want to come forward at first, that tells me there's authenticity there. Uh, you know, there's also the Travis Walton case. Here's a guy who's a logger. He has no interest in UFOs or ufology. He's with his crew. They're out in the woods somewhere. Stuff happens. He gets abducted. He's taken for five days. People thought that his crew members killed him. They all had to pass lie detector tests to just uh, not be in prison. And then he just shows up miraculously, even though there's a manhunt for him in Snowflake, Arizona. And he just shows up out of nowhere, and all of a sudden, oh, wait, uh, let's give him a bunch of lie detector tests. He passes them all throughout the mm-hmm. years, right? And and this is a guy who kept working at the same company he worked for, you know, when he got abducted. Like, he retired 20 years later from that company. So, yeah, he wrote a book. Yeah, they made a movie, but he didn't get rich off of that, you know, book. He made, he made a little bit of money off of it, but he, right. he wrote the book because people were embellishing what happened. People were, you know, making up stuff. So he said, okay, I'm going to write my book, and based on what my re- memories are, this is what happened to me. So get, let's get the record straight. And it happened years and years after his abduction, like literally a decade and a half after. That's when his book came out, or a decade after. So, you know, it's not like Whitley Strieber's of the world, who is, you know, yeah, he writes a, a book communion. Great. But he's also a science fiction writer. Right. 
right? And, and right? horror writer, Wolfen. And horror yeah. writer. So, <laughs> yeah, his, he had a great book, but how real is it? Mm-hmm. It's a very good. That's no, a very good question. I know. And I mean, you know, in that situation, you'd really have to judge the character. So, for example, say I get off this call, guys, and and I go to bed, and I get abducted by aliens, and I tell you about it tomorrow, Jack. I'm a science fiction writer <laughs> with a big imagination. How many people are going to believe me? You know. You know. <laughs> I mean, I, I will believe yeah, you know? because I be, I know that you know, who you are, but. Right. I can't blame somebody for saying that ah, she's full of it because you know exactly. you are a science fiction writer. You know it is what it is. If Steven Spielberg or George Lucas tomorrow came on and said, "Hey, uh, we're abducted and anally probed by aliens," you know, yeah, sorry, George, not <laughs> totally like, I, I could see the aliens <laughs> laughing. I could see them laughing, going, "Ah, we just abducted George Lucas. They're never going to believe." <laughs> We gave him a real Star Wars up the butt. Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Get out the galactic probe! <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, I mean that's. Are you a little though. chubby to be a stormtrooper, there, George? <laughs> oh. No, so I, 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 I love Whitley. Oh God! I just uh, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but just no. curiously because you've you know talked to and interviewed a whole lot of people, what's a story that's really stuck out for you as, as you know as something that kind of I don't know <laughs> maybe made you a believer or something you just you know that's always stuck with you and you know made you shake your head when you heard it or you know something cool like that. Oh my God! I, I it probably would be a couple of the more recent ones that, and they're not good ones. I mean, are you asking me for just? A, a it great... doesn't have to be. It, it doesn't have to be. <laughs> it doesn't have to be amazing. It's always great if it is, but if it's one of those, like, are you for real, bro? <laughs> yeah. Oh, whatever. Yeah, I got a couple of them, and uh, I mean, the, the one guy uh, I interviewed. Um, I guess I could say his name. He's got a book out there. Is David Gutty, and uh, he he can he reaches. Well, he he moved into a house, and there was a some kind of energy vortex behind his house and he was able to uh he started speaking to the spirits uh first of all he said he was always able to from childhood okay so his whole life but he just so happened to be able to move into a house that had an energy vortex that it was like a freeway of spirits you know going back and forth and what are the odds of that i'm telling you man (laughs) a freeway of spirits oh yeah and uh, he, but that's not the thing that got me. It was the who, who he spoke to. He he sat down and interviewed. Okay, the because uh, I was really get, he's a demonologist too. Okay, so I, I wanted to get down to the brass tacks of demons. What are they? Um, are they, you know, spirits who have passed on? He basically said they were fallen angels. Okay, and he said there were okay. five hundred fallen angels. Okay. That that is a lot of them, yeah. But um, and he interviewed uh, quite a few of them. And what he would do, and the other thing that he said was, before the five hundred angels had fallen, there were twelve other fallen angels, something like that. I'm sorry if I'm getting this a little mixed up because it was all all over the place. But it was basically the Greek gods like Zeus and um, Aphrodite and Athena, all those people. And he okay. sat and he sat and talked to them, and okay. he yes he did he and, and he brought him in the house, sat him at the table. He said, and um, basically t- conducted an interview, talked to them because he was able to speak to the spirits, and 
eventually was able to talk to Lucifer. He asked to speak to him through God. He asked God, can I speak to Lucifer? And God said yes. So he, he sat and he got, he said pretty much a camaraderie. Uh, Lucifer is not as evil as you think he is. Um, and he sat and talked to him and he actually, Lucifer actually got him in contact with the original 12, uh, Greek gods to talk to. So, um, that was probably the most out there story I've ever heard. And he, uh, what else can I say about this? I mean, he pretty much said, that, cause I asked him in all this time, nothing ever came and tried to attack you or, uh, anything evil or, or anything like that. And he said he did get some activity and some, you know, scratches and some stuff from a, a entity, which was a demon. I said, okay, a fallen angel. And, um, he said, yes, but he reached out to Lucifer and Lucifer took that demon and got rid of it for him. Oh, um, swell guy. That was oh, he was so nice to him. And, um, he, he, yeah, pretty much. And I, and I asked him, how, why would he do that? Isn't Lucifer evil? Isn't he? And he basically said, no, I mean, you know, and he did get to the thing that, you know, there's, there's good and evil. There's got to be a balance and, uh, God and Lucifer kind of work together and to keep this balance. And, and I kind of asked him, you know, why does there need to be a balance? Why can't everything just be good? I don't see where good balances evil and evil balances good. Uh, you know, th- that's just my thought. It, may, it, totally, it totally makes no sense, right? Like, it why doesn't. would God allow the, there to be evil so that people could suffer? I mean, the, the whole story makes absolutely no sense. It's like a fourth grader with Down syndrome came up with the story. It really does. Yeah. There's got to be a good guy I, and a bad guy, mm-hmm. and they got to be fighting with each other, and then the good guy is going to impregnate a virgin on Earth, and it's going to and this virgin. <laughs> so far. Uh, she's going to she's going to she's going to carry his seed, right? And this seed is really him incognito, right? This seed is going to go to Earth, and he's going to die for the original sin, which the good guy created to begin with. So well, he created the sin that he's going to send himself, claim it's his son, but it's really him, and he's going to die for that sin, which it really did nothing because we're still sinning. <laughs> Ta-da! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean... The whole yeah, thing it, makes no sense. No, it, it makes no sense. And and I cut towards the end... And this all came out towards the end of the interview, and I was just like going... Wow, you saved this for the very end, and this is just tripping me out, and I don't get it. And uh, and and I'll never get the whole. You know what? If we get down to the whole good and evil thing, uh, I think it again has nothing to do with God and Satan working. I mean, that's all your Bible stuff and all that. And um, I'm not a Bible thumper. Or I I believe that people who think want to think good things like spirituality and stuff like that. I think you can heal your body. I, I think your mind is stronger than, than you think it is. It's very intricate. You know, we just don't know about it, you know. And um, so, I, but I believe that we have free will. So I think when a soul is put into, that's if this is the case, okay, because I don't know this 100%. But I, overthinking it over all this time, I'm thinking free will makes the most sense because if there was a higher being why would you let all this and i ain't even going to go into you know you guys know what i'm talking about we could talk serial killers uh 
kidnapping, abduction, everything. Why would anybody in charge of that let that go on? I don't care right. who it is, but if there is a sort of energy that gave you the opportunity to, okay, you're, you're energy, you're a soul, you can inhabit a being on this planet, but know that, you know, whether it's a learning process or what, whatever happens there, I have no control over that. It's you're right. a living, living being. Uh, so I can see that case being made, even though that's even still, I, I just, I can't take all this evil on this planet. That's why I want a ship to come get me and take me away. <laughs> But it may take me to another planet where <laughs> the same stuff's going <laughs> it's on. It's even worse. <laughs> so, or know, worse, yeah. Because uh, I'm a real big spiritual person, I think. And mm-hmm. that's that's a real hard topic. It is because, I, it you is. know, I, I, I believe kind of like you do, you know, that there is that one source. But I don't think that it's, you know, it's it's that judgy voice that's, you know, secretly going to, you know, send me to hell if I don't follow ten rules. You know, I don't right. – or whatever the rules are, like I don't believe that at all because it just – that's a very human quality that doesn't seem to me to be the quality right. of something that made all this. But mm-hmm. as far as, as good and evil goes, if you break it down to almost like what you were saying, free will. Mm-hmm. And if it comes to, and it's going to sound horrible, especially when you talk about you know those horrible things like being a serial killer at that. But if it comes down to a choice of experience, mm-hmm. then it's not a balance, but it makes sense. It, it, and I don't want to go like hmm. too deep into that, but I mean, if, if you just think about it that way, it's not so much that light and dark balance each other out is, but how do you know about the other if you don't experience it? So if you look at life, even as horrible as it can be, by something that needs to be experienced so you understand it, then it, it, it doesn't excuse it, it doesn't forgive it, but it almost makes it make a little bit more sense. Like, how do I know I'm happy if I've never been it? You know, how do I know this is a horrible thing if I don't? If I can't, you know, it, you know, it's just it literally it's it's about the experience. You know, it's like when they huh. say the gods well, want to be like us because they because they can't feel, you know, because they're so, you know, they're so up there that they don't know what the human experience is like. And so that's why they're always coming down here and banging the human women. You know, they want to have that moment. So I, I mean, that's, just created that's us to bang what it is. Women. That's what it is. They just <laughs> to bang human women. But here's yeah. the thing. And let me wow. piggyback off that real quick, uh, because, you know, when you talk about good and evil, you talk about heaven and hell. Mm-hmm. You know, God and the devil, Lucifer, whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, if you do good, you go to heaven. If you do bad, you go to hell, right? Jim Jeffries is one of my favorite comedians, has a very funny skit about this, where he's like, you know, I don't even want the option of going to heaven because it's going to be boring as hell up there. You have your grandparents, you have some, you have some of your family members, you have your uncle who used to touch you, and you're like, hey, how'd you get in here? Uncle you used to touch me. Oh, oh that's right, you used to work for the church. That's right, you were, you know, yeah, you were. But here, here's the thing. What's hell like? Hell is, you know, for the people who do evil, right? People that, who did bad in their life, people that, who murdered, shot, killed. Why would that be a bad place for you if that's where you are? Why would the devil take it out on you? You should be one of his boys. If he's evil, he should look at you and be like, hey, man, welcome to hell. It's going to be awesome. You're going to have a great time. You got a line of coke on this hooker for you. Come on, snort away. That's what the hell's going to be like. That's what it should be like if, if you're, you know, a bad person. It should be more of evil that you're into. It shouldn't be like, oh, you're going to go up you know, down there and uh, they're going to put a pineapple up your ass every five minutes next to Hitler. <laughs> oh, that geez. should not be the case. It should not be torture. Yes. Well, it shouldn't even be like that, honestly, because let's Ooh. be real. If you're evil and the devil's evil, 
he should look at you with you know with joy in his eyes. Hey, you're one of me. You're one of my people. Come on, enjoy yeah. you know eternity in hell. Enjoy all the pleasures of hell. Enjoy this or that or whatever. It shouldn't be scary. It shouldn't be like Hellraiser. It shouldn't be a pineapple, pineapple up the ass. It shouldn't be anything of the. You're really on this pineapple. I love pineapple. Well, you know, Just, you look at a pineapple and you say that will hurt. <laughs> you know exactly. You know what I'm saying. But it shouldn't be anything evil. Is my point, though. It should, or it shouldn't be evil uh, to a torturous degree. I mean, yeah, it's evil in the sense of, well, you know, you're not in heaven because you didn't do good when you were alive. Granted, but you know, again, if you are doing stuff that the devil approves of, why will he torture you? Why would there be torture in hell? Right. Why would it be eternal right. flames or fires? Question. You know, yeah. and Jim Jeffries, you know, phrased it a lot funnier than I did, and it, it's brilliant. If you guys want to ever uh, find out uh, about great comedy, listen to Jim Jeffries. He's an amazing comedian, but he's really on the religious tip when he talks about this stuff. He makes perfect sense. It's like uh, like um, George Carlin did uh, yep. when he was alive and he talked about religion. He makes perfect sense because, uh, you know, these are brilliant minds that are bringing up real topics uh, about what could be the afterlife. And that's why I don't believe in a heaven or a hell because just it makes no sense at all, story-wise, it just it's it doesn't gel. Yeah, there's a yin and the yang. I believe that. There's a there's karma. I believe in that. Uh, you know, I believe in a lot of these things, but heaven and hell it just doesn't jive for me because it makes absolutely no sense. Now, could there be something after our life? Yeah, I'm open to that. I'm open to that uh, possibility. I think that you know the universe, as I said on one of the shows previously, the universe got created because there was this eternal being. They got bored of being alone in the middle of the void of space and said, you know what? Screw this, man. This is boring. He exploded or it exploded into a, a trillion galaxies all over the place and said, you know what, I'm spreading myself all over the place. And in essence, we're all part of God because God is everywhere. He's in us. You know, we're part of this eternal being that just has always been there. And when we die, we kind of maybe go back to this collective energy, this grid. But I don't think it'll be a heaven or a hell. It'll be just a collective grid of energy that, you know, maybe there's a consciousness there. And maybe, just maybe, it's kind of like going into the matrix. Maybe this reality is outside of the matrix. But maybe when we die, we go back into a matrix. And then that reality is what our reality is after this reality. But again, I don't think it's going to be a heaven (laughs) or a hell scenario. I really don't. Well, I, you know, and I and I'd ask Angel again too. And you guys can't hear my stomach grumbling, can you? No, I hope I it ain't. I hope it ain't coming through the speaker, man. It, it is so no, loud no, no, in this no. room right now. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but I I wanted to get back to that Angel just real quick, and you can make it real quick and say you know whatever. But again, you're talking to Matrix, and there is this. There's a beginning to everything. If that's the beginning, the Matrix, the energy from the very beginning what created that what made that spark because i can't see it just makes no sense to me something had to be from something right how can something come from nowhere well that's that's how we humans look at it but we're looking at it as a human being as a a human it's hard for me too but i mean when you think about matter can neither can neither be created nor destroyed you i mean your brain, your brain explodes when you think about that because you're like, what, how? But that's that's what matters. Exactly. There, there's, there's. You almost think that there has to be a beginning to something, right? So, but no, apparently, I mean, we're, but you know, I, you know, you're you're hurting my brain. Let me stop thinking about <laughs> no, it. No, that's the question. I've been, that's the question. I've brain been, melting. I've been going over for years and years and years and racking my brain. I think that requires a teenager. A, I'm like, you know. 
That's a How? whole level of consciousness that I don't think we're at yet. That that's uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think we definitely have to shed the human body before we even begin to grasp that one. <laughs> well, here science tells us there was a big bang right at the beginning. That they, they, they were, you know, I as think far it was science way is before concerned. the big bang. I think the big well, yeah, bang. Yeah, no, no, but here, this galaxy. Follow, follow, follow along here. Mm-hmm. As far as we're concerned, they they say, well, there was a big bang. Then many, 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 many years later, science said, well, before the Big Bang, there had to be something. You know, something caused the Big Bang, right? Mm-hmm. That's where I'm going at with this. You know, the Big Bang was this energy grid that was just there. Science explains that as M-brain. You guys ever heard of M-brain theory? I have no. not, no. I guess, I guess I'm the only nerd here on, on the call. M-brain <laughs> is, think, think about it as a loaf of bread in the middle of space, cut into many slices, right? And this loaf of bread is the energy grid of, of bread. And when the explosion happened, it happened in many different dimensions and levels, right? That's why they think, they theorize that there's parallel universes, right? So before this explosion happened, there was literally an energy grid called the M-brain. And that is what they believe is what caused the explosion, caused everything to to become matter. But what happened before the M-brain? What was there before? Was that always there? Exactly. You're always going to go back to that question of like, what right. was before yeah. that? What was before that? What was before that? And I don't think we're ever going to get to the the final definitive answer because you know we just can't go back in time that far. We just can't. It's we so unfortunate. Machine, yes, we we need a time yeah. machine. We do. But maybe, <laughs> just maybe, least. just I'd maybe when we die, the time machine. You know, I would. Yeah, you know what? And I have a funny uh, theory about time machines. I'll, I'll show that in a second. But uh, the, you know, the the thing is, you know, I don't. Th- maybe when we die, and you know, we get to that next eternal life, that matrix, whatever it is, that we go back into. Uh, maybe then we'll be able to, you know, just hit rewind and, and go all the way back to then, then, and not be now, now. Because hmm. then we're then, then back then. We could see everything that happened then. And then and we then go, we we'll started from now. this? Yeah. It, was like, <laughs> you know, it looks like dust, a bunch of man. dirt. I mean, what's going well, on here in this man, space? You know what? One of but... the more trippy esoteric books that I have ever read uh, was The Secret of All Ages by Manly P. Hall. You read that hmm. book, boy. Hmm. That's, uh, yeah, I don't know well, if you I'm got writing it down. Yeah, check that one out. It's uh, it's big. I'm not even going to lie to you. It's uh, it's like an I'll encyclopedia. Yeah. Is it on audiobook? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know, but uh, that Manly Does P. Hall pictures? boy. Uh, there are pictures. There are pictures. Awesome. I like pictures. There yeah. are definitely pictures, but uh, yeah. They got no, shoes uh, on Mars in them? Yeah. There, there might be. Yeah, no, this, I mean, this goes back to like, this dude claims that at one point we were walking, talking plants. Like type stuff going on in this book, like it's wow. it's serious. Yeah, well, that's cool though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, retro I mean, sci-fi it, stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, it it really. I mean, and he literally starts. It's like an in the beginning type deal, all the way up to, and it liter it literally is the secret teaching of all ages, like all things. It's it's like the Bible. Here's the killer uh, killer theory for you, uh, Crystal. In an infinite universe that we live in, right? We supposedly mm-hmm. think that space is infinite. Right. Uh, that means there's infinite planets, infinite universes, uh, or infinite solar systems, I should say, uh, mm-hmm. infinite galaxies, infinite planets with infinite possibilities. I guarantee you somewhere out there, there are plants that talk and oh, yeah. walk around. 
Oh, oh I'm no guaranteed. <laughs> I've no, I mean, just, and this is why I don't understand why people don't believe in UFOs. Like, you don't have to necessarily believe that the government is, you know, taken over by reptilians or every alien abduction yeah, story David, you I... hear, you know, <laughs> but, but you know what? Wouldn't it be funny if it's true? I swear to God, it probably oh, is. But anyway, the, Space is so infinitely large. It's just so big. Like, how can you not think that there's something else out there? Like, I of don't. Course. That's what kills me. <laughs> that is, and, and that what that's what pisses me off too. We're you know, we're we're on this planet, and we can't get off of it to experience any of it. I know. I mean, we just get to look at these little lights in the sky and go. Oh, it's paradise. Blurry images. Dino, you sound Blurry. like me. We're like kindred spirits right now. I'm, I'm so <laughs> I'm bored you. with planet Earth. I'm just like, gee, why did I pick this? Whose oh, idea you know, was amen, this? Amen. Amen, Crystal. <laughs> just like, you know, oh, we're looking God. at our check when we get it, and we can't go to, like, Germany, or we can't go to Italy. Um, it's the same thing, you know. Uh, we can't get to where we want to go. It's it's kind of very irritating, but oh well. It is. <laughs> here's a tr- here's a trippy one for you. You can't fly over the South Pole either. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's Why can't true. You fly Why over is the that? South Pole? Hmm? Why is that? Huh? Why is that? Hey, wait, you can't. No, so hang on. So you can't, like, literally, because if you try, the government will shoot you down, or like, you can't. You can't literally, like, you can't buy a, tr- a ticket. And no airline flies over the South Pole. Period. And if you try to charter a plane, can't do it. They won't allow you. They won't allow you. That's in. See, this is why I need to be rich, y'all, because we would do a lot of illegal shit. No, <laughs> Let me just the here's the question. The <laughs> no, I think that's the North Pole. But here's the, here's the thing. Right, I know. Why? Why? Yeah. Why is it that we can't fly over the South Pole? That's a very that yes. I mean, there's so much about. I think that this. I actually think this planet is probably really, really, really interesting, and they've just been hiding it from us. And that I think that makes me angry almost as much as I just can't get on a spaceship and leave. That all yeah. the stuff that's yeah. probably here that now, we, the flat, we got to think the, the South Pole is the most remote place on the planet, so it's the best right. place to do whether it's government or an alien race. Uh, that's the perfect spot to. Be out of the way and do whatever you need to do. Now, the flat earthers will have you believe that it's because if you go over the South Pole, you just keep going and going and going and you'll never stop. Because, you know, the theory is it's not so much that the earth is flat and you fall over the edge, but that the South Pole is the barrier and you can't go past that barrier. Because this one universal truth, no matter what part of the planet you go in on, you're always going to end up at the South Pole. Interesting. Hmm. If you go south, you're going to end up there, period. Right. right. The only way to navigate around the planet is to go sideways. You know, go west or east or whatever. But you right, go right, south, right. You go south, you always hit the south pole no matter what part of the planet you're, you're in. And then there you have a problem. You can't go over that barrier. You can't fly over it. Because if you could fly over it, you would eventually go on the other side, and you will be able to go back on the water, and you'll be able to go over the planet, right? And you can prove that, hey, the earth so, is yeah. round. Right now, that makes crap. That makes it. Oh shit! Now I've got to think about this hollow earth thing or not the flat earth thing again because it's almost like it's like playing a video game where you've hit the end of the map. Well, you <laughs> could you could think about yeah. just about anything, right? There could be a portal there that every UFO yeah. we possibly see on this planet. That's where they go in, and and that's where uh, they come out. You know, yeah. Wow. So who knows? Wow, that's really really interesting. Why it's you can't go there? 
No, it should be. In, in fact, here, here's a crazy thing. The UN signed a treaty uh, many years ago, so maybe a couple, of de- a few days, decades ago, like two or three decades ago. Uh, they signed a treaty. Now, I'm talking about Russia, America, a bunch of different countries. They hated each other. All got together and signed this treaty saying that nobody was going to go past that barrier. That there's not, nobody's going to allow chartered planes or anybody to go past that barrier. All these countries that hated each other all got together and said, yeah, no, we agree on this one thing. We can't, we can't go, we can't go there. Can't allow why has nobody done this? Someone, why, where are all the rule breakers at? Somebody <laughs> needs to know how to fly a plane, lie about where they're going, and do this. I can't believe it. Can't. Somebody has. Come on, what is going? Well, on? I've I've heard a, a, a secret told to me that there's a uh, all the 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 richest of the rich and the elite have a uh, uh, there's just a one of the largest, most beautiful hotels down there there you could possibly imagine, and that's why they don't let anybody down there. Because of the so. hotel for the rich, I don't know. Mm. Well, maybe. They got to buy for that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's what they go to sacrifice people to Satan. It's like a big Bohemian yeah. grove. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah, there you go. They say hell is hot. Now it's actually really cold. This is South Pole. Man. Really cold. <laughs> now you know Admiral Byrd flew over the North Pole and he found supposedly an entrance yep. to a cavern or a cave, which supposedly led him to what he thought was a. You know the hollow earth. Some people are saying that it actually was a portal to another dimension. Um, you know, what's your take on that, Dina? What do you, what do you think about that? Um, the story's interesting. I mean, that's for sure. Uh, I mean, again, unless we get some more, you know, information on it or somebody finds it, you know, it's just a story. Uh, I love the story. I, I believe it can. I believe it's possible. Um, I'm not going to say that the entire Earth is, you know, hollow, but a uh, large enough area that could inhabit life. And, I mean, look at the strange life that there is on this planet. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's possible, but the story's great. I love it. Um, I believe there were soldiers marching there during World War II, I believe, and well, there's stories about Nazi uh, Nazi troops right. leaving uh, Nazi Germany and escaping into the North Pole and, yeah, and that's uh, going towards that entrance. Uh, <laughs> people think that Hitler escaped uh, right. to, the, to the North Pole. And there's also people who think he escaped, I think it was, what, Peru or right, Argentina, Peru. one of these countries? I, th- I think Argentina, uh, yeah, yeah. Argentina, yeah, and supposedly he died there year, you know, many years later. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different stories, you know. Right. There's just, again, there's just stories. Uh, but again, we're told, you know, these stories, but you know, the governments, they don't really go there and experiment or really show us anything. And the, the, the thing that really sucks is that we can't as individuals prove it ourselves because if we do, we'll go to prison. All right. We're limited and we're we're stuck in our, you know, day to day lives and most 99%. Yeah. We're living a Truman show. That's what we're living in. Yeah. Mm. That would piss me off. That would piss me off beyond anything else. Oh, my goodness. I'd be so mad. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, look, that movie, in, in essence, is a brilliant movie because that is essentially what the Flat Earthers believe, that we're living in this kind of a Truman Show reality where, you know, there's uh, people on the outside of the bubble or whatever or the outside of the dome uh, that are controlling everything and they're, you know, our controllers uh, and uh, that, you know, we're living this fake reality and they're just experimenting on us. Kind of like Dark City. You guys seen the movie Dark City? Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. <laughs> and that maybe something like that is taking place by some beings out there. 
uh, doesn't exclude the the possibility of there being an outer space with many planets and galaxies and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just there, you know, we're on this controlled environment. And I kind of believe that we are in a controlled environment, whether we are on a flat Earth or not, or whether it's a sphere or a flat Earth, we are in a controlled environment. And I've, I've said this before on the show here that I think the fact that we're told that we can't go back to the moon or we haven't been back to the moon or we don't travel into deep space, that our technology is not there yet, it's because the powers that be don't want to tell us that because we are being told, hey, stick to your planet. You can't come out of here. This is not a playground for you guys. You are not ready for this. So we're kind of I stuck that. in this reality. So you don't think you don't think there's a possibility that we're actually you know the higher ups are actually working with uh, alien species and, and traveling beyond the stars and stuff like that. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I think I okay. think there is government governments that are in contact with other higher beings and are doing experiments on other planets in our own solar system and are traveling at you know at distances that we you know we're, we common folks are just not told about. It. Right. Because okay. If we find out about this technology, if we have this disclosure, which we all want, then guess what's going to happen? We're going to commercialize it. We're going to have uh, people with trillions of dollars are going to throw into like making you know these kind of uh, of aircrafts that can go to Mars in twenty days or in ten days or five days or or in twenty minutes or whatever. We'll have these people there say, "Oh, the technology's there. Let's build it ourselves and let's commercialize this thing." And then that's where you run into these kind of problems where the maybe the powers that be don't want us up there because we're not ready for that kind of playground yet. So we are controlled into this little environment, and the governments that are involved with these beings are aware of what's going on, and that's part of the big old like this, you know disclosure they don't want to tell us, is because they know what's going on, but they're being told by whatever beings are being are telling them this that hey you just can't come back up here you can't do this on a mass scale we'll allow a few of you to come up here because you know we want to indoctrinate you into what really is going on and eventually one day maybe 100 years from now or 200 years from now maybe your society will be ready but let's be honest guys uh we're still at war with each other down here on earth do you think that that logically speaking we're really ready to go out into space no. all of us no. and, it's why and i wish people would stop i mean you know not all of us no and i and i no, almost yeah. think i think that I think that it's possible for some of us to maybe communicate with the aliens, but it just, I mean, it's like you said, we're in a controlled environment and there's a test. And I think that, I think that there are some people who know the questions, maybe, can I at least get the questions to the test so I can study something, (laughs) anything? I I don't know. I don't know how it is, but you know, I'm on two, you know, I'm I'm on two scales with that because I definitely believe that there are probably maybe the not nice aliens that are working with the powers that be because the powers that be there. They're not nice. They're just not. If you look at the way the Earth is controlled, the powers that be are not nice people. So oh, no, definitely maybe some – you know what I'm saying? So definitely there's some maybe aliens that communicate with them, and they're in the not nice club. And then I think there's a whole other breed of aliens that are probably helping keep the quarantine around planet Earth that are just like – they're just waiting for us to grow up because we we're like yeah. little kids running around with scissors, and we need to grow up. That's but, exactly but, what, but, what I think it is. Yeah. But growing up, we have parents that – Teach us and and show us sort of. what's right and wrong. Well, most of us. Well, fifty uh, fifty, whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, nowadays, but yeah, you, for you, the you most get part. you get what I'm saying. I mean, uh, so why why would not the the aliens not guide Where us, help us? Right. You know, uh, they can float above us. They can do whatever. I mean, we're not going to harm them in any way. They're the almighty, the powerful, they can do what they wish, pretty much. 
Um, so why not guide us, uh, get us to that point uh, to get us out of what we're doing? I mean, even they are seeing what's going on here, uh, you know, and, and they got to be looking at it going, like you said, you guys aren't ready. This, you guys are too, there's too much war, too much greediness, you, you, you know. So, okay, so help us, guide us. You've made it to that point. We need help. Otherwise, we're going to die out again and start all over. So I that's kind of where I'm at with it. I, I kind of don't get that part of it. I think we need guidance if it's there. Yeah, I I, I hear you. And that mm. and that's really a tough one. And, yeah. you know, I struggle with it, too, a lot because I'm, like, I'm a very spiritual person. Um, and, you know, you have days where you feel very connected and everything and you're like, oh, I understand mm-hmm. that the test is now. And then you have other days where you don't know. So I I don't think that there's never been an answer. You know, I just I don't know. I don't know if it's a if it's if it's a personal journey type deal, if it's, you know, they've been trying to talk and we're just not listening. If it's, you know, would we even believe what the answer was? You know, let's let's, you know, just say, for example, that that happened to you, Dina, that tomorrow night, you know, the alien came down and told you exactly what you needed to do. You know, Mm -hmm. like, how do you and then you wrote a book about it. I mean, there've been so many I'm looking at. There's like 20 of them on my bookshelf right now. And yeah. these could be, the, you know, like I've got a chakra book. I've got a book about dispelling wet go. I've got a book called the Pleiadian Agenda. I've got a book. I mean, I'm literally, you know, I've got well, you would definitely. She's got books. Yeah. I've got them yeah. all, you know. So, I mean, is the answer in one of these? Very possibly. Well, I tell you, you what, know? if you would see somebody in such a different state of being, than anybody you've ever seen in your life, I would be almost maniacal because I would be like, if they told me that and gave me information and said, it's yours to do what you wish, write a book, do it. I would be going, no, we need more as a species. We need more. I am not going to write a book. People will not technically believe it. I need you. I need something to be done. Um, and I would be telling the people this. I mean, if I even came out after they told me, I, I don't even know if I would say I, I would probably go, you know, what? they're not going to believe me anyways. I'm not writing a book. If you need me to get this information out, come up with a better plan. There's got to be a better way, which is why I doubt folks like Sheldon Nidal and people like this, that uh, they claim they were taken to this uh, Andromeda place and. The Galactic Federation of Light took them and indoctrinated them into their their ways of life and told them, "Listen, you got to go back to Earth now, and you got to write about this. You got to inform others." Well, if that's the case, then why aren't they just informing everybody at once? Yeah, you know why? Why pick this one dork and tell him, "Yeah, you got to enlighten everybody. You are the guy. You who mm-hmm. wear the suspenders and uh, and you look like a pedophile. You are the guy." Who's going to go down there, and you are going to tell everybody in a book because we want people to read in a book what we are thinking. It's hard to believe. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you see stuff like that, you know, it, it boggles the mind how people will believe it. But again, here's the thing. Uh, I don't think we're ready for it, and it's the same. It's just kind of like the same scenario as us going to our backyard and try to, you know, start up a conversation with a bunch of ants or, uh, you know, our, our lower life form. Because to them, we still are that lower life form. I think what they're waiting for is for us to grab, you know, graduate from a type zero civilization to a type one civilization, not blow ourselves to smithereens from 
zero to one and kind of like get that actual graduation from one to the other and become a space bearing race where we're now not at war with each other but we're more progressive and we're more enlightened here on earth and we're at peace with each other and there's mm-hmm. no more religion uh, or religious wars so because you know our god is better than your god or my god is a bigger penis than your gods or whatever it is <laughs> right. you know there's none of that anymore it's more about hey we're human beings we're on earth we got to love each other we got to live with each other we got to support each other we got to you know but what do some of us do i think that's the test and <laughs> I, I really you know and i really really do and i and i think that really is the biggest one how can we get there how I mean, if you just break it down to that level, because I, I hear the frustration in your voice, you're like, people are evil, and I'm tired of listening to it, too. So I've just stopped looking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why I'm very, very, very big that we it, – it, it almost is – and it's very hard not to see it like a conspiracy because it's one of right. the reasons why I stopped watching the mainstream news because I almost hit mm-hmm. a point where oh, I, I just – a, 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 a switch flipped and it's almost like I was a different person watching this and I remember sitting in my living room watching everybody look at the news and I'm looking at the news and I'm like why are we listening to this this is the biggest load of shit I've ever heard in my life and then like all I gotta do is go to Yahoo and there are 20 stories about the worst thing that ever happened to humanity in that day and there's never a threat of the good there's never a threat of people doing something else like it never happens and I know that's not true I know 100% that's right. not true because I, I go and I find those stories. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so it's almost like, mm, maybe that is the test. That's, that's you know, it's the funny test. though, Crystal. When you go on, like, on Facebook timeline or on Facebook, you see a lot of people post really cool stuff that people do for each other. Mm-hmm. Nice stories. Oh, you actually great. see that a lot. We're, we're posting those kind of things. Yeah, absolutely. Not the media. The media is always posting the negative stuff that happens uh, yes. because that's what sensationalism sells. You know, the, the crazy, evil stuff that sells. Magazines and so yep. the news makes people want to watch, right? That's why I haven't are, watched the news in years, man. Right, but there's oh. a lot of people that sit there glued to their TVs watching every episode of CNN that comes on because they want to see this stuff. Look, we had we just had a bombing this past week in New York and Jersey and mm-hmm. Minneapolis, Minnesota. I mean, we've had bombings that are terrorist activity in our own country. Okay, and what's been the, the narrative for the last uh, few months now that uh, President Obama and Hillary Clinton want to let in all these Syrian uh, Muslims to our country that are part of a hotbed where terrorist activity has been taking place, where they're breeding terrorists. So, in other words, we're letting people in who might be terrorists, and we're and I think it was like eight hundred or so um, illegal uh, Muslims were given citizenships. Because of a mistake, quote unquote, right? Uh, and these all were from the places where terrorist activity is taking place around the planet. You know, we're bringing that into our country, so we're bringing in the evil to our to our country. We cause That's the evil. It's a catch twenty two. We're causing it. it we've be, we've become it. a very weak country. Very weak. I'm not saying that we need to be dictators and you know put our, but we to a point need to. We, we we become a weak country. That's all I'll no, say. No, it's not. It's not being a dictator, and and it's not evil to want to protect your country. Exactly. Uh, that's actually no, that's actually good. But we don't country, want to offend anybody. So no, if we want to protect the country, then we need to stop doing things that make people want to bomb us. 
That's step one. You talk about respecting our neighbors and finding that love and peace on earth and this, that, and the other. It's, I mean, it's exactly that type of fear. It's exactly these types of conversations. It's not understanding that we caused ISIS. It's arguing. It's, it literally, it literally, I'm going to get real angry here because it is literally (laughs) watching the media bitch that Donald Trump's wife stole a speech when that very same day President Obama dropped a drone that killed 75 Syrian children. Mm. 75. And then you wonder why vices can recruit on fucking Twitter. Like, are you kidding me? We caused this. So I don't want to hear anybody be like, oh my God, they hate us. They're horrible. This, that, and the other. Shut up. We caused it. So until we get our own government and our own people in check, we need to stop speaking. Yeah. no, And you know what? The WikiLeaks just came out with uh, some information that Hillary Clinton sold weapons to ISIS. We do it all the time. And see, and that's Surprise. one of the reasons why I think it's a big racket because then we sit here and we like, we got to get in Trump or we got to get in Hillary and you're still supporting the very government that's playing you. Stop it. Correct. Stop doing exactly. it. Stop it. We, I mean, like you said, Jackal, we have to go to Facebook to find the good news because we're the only people that's, that's posting it. If we don't start mm-hmm. supporting each other, we will never get out of the suck. We just won't. That, that's 100% true. But at, at the same time, with all that said, uh, you still got to protect the country. You still got to, and you know, I'm all for protecting the borders. Uh, and, and it's not racist to say that, you know, building a wall might be a good idea because guess what? Other countries have walls protecting their borders. Shocker, mm-hmm. I know. Yep. Mexico has a, a wall protecting its borders from illegal aliens. Guess what they do when Mexicans, uh, when they, when they capture illegal aliens, guess what they do? They deport them back to their country. That's mm-hmm. what they do. So how is it racist that we want to build a border, uh, that Trump wants to build a wall? That's not racist. That's being logical because there is a problem with illegals coming into this country. And it's not just happening through Mexico. It's coming in through the Muslim countries. It's coming in through you know South American countries. Illegals are happening everywhere. I worked at a place recently where they had like four people that were illegal working there. Fact. Hmm. I know this for a fact because I deal with these people. One of the girls there was kind of What cute. you know what? But guess what? It's a fact. <laughs> you know what kind of a you want, you want to talk about the test that the aliens want to put us through? You know what? Just listen. You just called someone illegal. You called a human being illegal. Think about because that. Because they are. No, but they oh, are illegal really? in this country. They are. Oh. They came to this country. They broke well, the law. We better start erasing borders. We need to figure that out real quick. There's things called laws. Hold on, there's things yeah. called laws, and and if you're going to live in a society, you got to you got to you got to go by the laws, and the law is you got to become oh the very law that lets cops shoot black people. You see what I'm saying? Come on, no, now. but see that's not the, that's not the law. That's just stupid assholes that are yeah, doing that's it. Bad and, not, and look, and not every and not, that's bad people exactly. That's yeah. a bad apple in a, in, a, in a bigger seed. But here's the problem, okay? Not every cop is bad. Not every cop wants to kill a black person. No. Not that's every just, Muslim you know, is bad. Not every Muslim wants I, to kill a person. I understand person. that. Exactly. But everybody, that's very true. But everybody who comes in illegally is breaking the law. Every 100% maybe of them are breaking the law. Maybe we need to change the law. Well, yeah. Or I mean, maybe you gotta we need think to, about or it maybe our... we need to protect our borders so we don't have these illegals coming in, bringing right. drugs, bringing crime, because that is happening. Unfortunately. Yes. Go ahead, Dino. Oh, no, just I was going to just say because our country, I mean, you, the laws are there, certain ones like the illegal aliens coming in. They, people take advantage of what we offer in this country. Exactly. And that's why I'm saying we're a weak country. We don't enforce it. It's not that we don't want people here. Uh, we love everybody to come here and get all the everything that you could possibly get your dreams in, in, in America like it used to you be. You won't find them in America. Don't come here. 
Well, exactly. Yeah, that's, not, that's not true. I'd rather be here than be in Syria or be in Iraq or be in Afghanistan or be in any of these Muslim countries or, or Middle Eastern countries right now. Because yeah, it because is then really bad them. out there. You're right. Well, besides you that. have to deal but with, here's, with, here's the thing. with your president. The same president, the, yeah, but the same president who's bombing them is saying, all right, now you guys, you can come over. I know you're pissed at us, but come on over. We're going to make you citizens. It's going to be okay. And then when I leave office, you can do whatever the hell you want to this country. Well, that's just, you know, that's a deeper subject, though, to where we, it just comes with evil again. I'm telling you, when you come from a third world country where uh, they can't even get bread on the table for their kids and their children, um, you're going to raise a family of soldiers. You're going to have them. Uh, if you know nothing else but what you're doing and you're being taught by grown-ups and the people that are there, that's all you're going to live. So you can breed hatred, you can raise hatred, and it's not almost not their fault to a point because they don't know no different. And that's just, again, I think is just the evil of being human on this planet because – could we all get together and share the wealth, share the dreams? We could. Um, it's just, that's just the way it is. So I don't see it as, you know, they're just rotten terrorists. So it, they're, they're brought up that way and there's, they can't help it. It's just the way it is. Um, you got people in charge who do nothing to help these you know, out of control population growths and you, you know what I'm saying? It's just, there's nothing you could do. Evil is there and it's always going to be there until we transform as a human race and all work together. Um, that's what I think it comes down to. It's true. That's it just does. the way it is. Things will yeah. be the same. <laughs> that's just the way it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, Angel's got a great singing voice there. You that's cutting the record? The yeah, so beautiful. <laughs> Things will never be the same. That's a little Tupac for you. Changes, baby. Changes. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, One day. Look, we, we, live, we live in a screwed up world, and this we is do. exactly why the aliens do not talk to us while that's we're exactly quarantined. Why. <laughs> because we're in a screwed up world where we still think that uh, other people and other races and other cultures are different from us, so they must be bad. No, it's not, you know, Muslims are not bad because they're Muslims. Muslims can be bad because of the way that we have treated them. Uh, Muslims can be radicalized because of the very nature of their religion, uh, teaches them that, hey, if you're not from this religion, you're evil. So you got to kill the infidel. That's part of the religion, folks. I hate to break it to you, but that's actually part of the religion. Read the Quran. The right. Quran is one of the most twisted books you're ever going to read. I've read it. It's a twisted uh, I don't know. book. I don't know. I think, I think you twisted. put the Quran and the Bible next to each other, and they could they could have a fight. No, oh, they're pretty. They're both pretty <laughs> twisted. I'm not going to lie. They're both pretty twisted. But the Quran literally says that a good Muslim is a Muslim who fights the infidel to his death if he does not transform to the ways of Allah into the uh, into uh, oh, basically but there, Islam. You know what? There are plenty of just lines like that in the Bible too. I mean, I mean, you know, it's just religion sucks. Let's just let's just let's just put it to you that way. Religion That's sucks. That's my because, point exactly. You know, it just sucks. It. Does <laughs> you know what our good if book? The Vampire Chronicles. You, the Vampire Chronicles are good. There books. you go. Speaking of books, change <laughs> Wait, the subject a little bit. Read a, a little better bit. book, y'all. Read a better book. <laughs> yes. And you know what? Speaking of uh, uh, ants under the petri dish, and that's what we are. 
You, you know what we do? Or I did when I was a young kid. I would buy one of those ant farms and I would feed it and I would do everything possible to make its life better and watch how it lives. I, I did observe it, but I also helped it. I fed it. I, I did everything I could to make it the coolest place it could possibly be connected with another one. So why aren't the aliens doing that if we're under that Petri mm. dish? But Maybe anyways, they are, we just don't know it. They could be. Maybe That's they true. are. Yeah. You never yeah. know. Thanks for your question. Uh, yeah. question. Sadly, we're all out of time. In fact, we're over. Uh, oh, no. Over here. Uh, <laughs> it's been a fascinating show. Uh, it, you know, thanks for, for being here with us, man. And, uh, uh for please, by all, by all means, give out your, uh, times so people can, you know, listen to your show and watch you on, uh, on YouTube. Give your YouTube channel, your, your website address. Uh, give everybody everything so they can go ahead and follow <laughs> you, bro. Okay, it's not about that, but I'll give it all out. Um, it's all about you right now, bro. It's all about, it's all about you. you. Plug it. Do it. I, do I, it. Love, I love talking with you guys, Angel and, and Crystal. But, um, hey, all you got to do is search Paranormal Into the Night. Um, it's a Facebook group. It's the name of uh, on Spreaker. If you Paranormal Into the Night, it'll come up. iTunes, if Apple Store, Paranormal Into the Night. Uh, so, you know, subscribe. It'll come up. You'll get every episode. And our shows are every Thursday and Friday, uh, 11 p.m. Eastern time. And hmm, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, we're growing, so it's it's small right now. I know Angel wants me to come over here. We'll see. We'll talk. But um, yeah. I'll um, also tell you if I could throw this out there. If you like horror, because I love what I do with my YouTube channel, the Late Late Horror Show. If you like horror movies, subscribe to us there too on YouTube. It's uh, you know, we talk a new horror movie every week. Halloween's coming up, so have some fun, fun with us. Yeah, I, I love doing that. So, anyways, that's me. Paranormal into the night, it'll pop up. So there you cool. go. Good job. Yeah. What are you going to be uh, discussing this Halloween? Anything in particular? Um, well, I know I'll be doing a marathon at some point, and I, I've said this. I'm not sure how long I'll stay on. I'm going to get as many spooky guests as I can since I do the, the horror show on YouTube. Uh, there's a few people I can pull over to talk about um, Halloween and, and some other horror movies and stuff like that, and then a couple people to talk about some spooky stuff. So we'll, we'll see how that goes down. I will I will put that on my Paranormal Tonight Facebook group. Uh, page and um yeah so so definitely there's a lot going on i love halloween that's my favorite time of the year there you go good good times yeah. uh guys we're going to be back next week with another fascinating guest i'm sure of it uh they are they always are fascinating guests so show. fascinating uh, oh yeah Marvel's going to be on with us next weekend uh he's he's awesome and uh just stick around for dr j who's coming up next uh, i know we took a little bit 10 minutes of his time sorry dr j stuff happens that's the uh, beauty of being pre-recorded like he is oh, doesn't there matter. You go. doesn't <laughs> matter if he starts on time or not you know it doesn't really matter there you go so it's, it's okay he'll be okay i don't think we hurt his feelings too much uh but guys stick around for that he's uh, coming up next dr j radio right here on psn-radio.com this has been Sky Watchers Radio with Dino Elwilt and with uh, Crystal Storm. We didn't have the other guy. We didn't have uh, Chris J. Brown. 
It's okay. We survived. We did, a, an, I think, an excellent job tonight without them. What do you think, Crystal? Huh? I Pretty think good? we did a good job. I think we're good. Yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> I will, a uh, little plug here, guys, for all the Go gamers. I am. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do a little plug. Uh, all the gamers out there, uh, I now have a, a Twitch TV gaming channel where I get to indulge in. Uh, we play very games nice, on easy. Nice. Yes, yes. So I will be doing that tomorrow starting at 2. If y'all want to come hang out while I play Dragon Age Origins, which is the shit. That's what's up. No way. Okay, True Crystal's story. got a gaming channel. Okay. Yes, I do. <laughs> cool. Yeah, we we play games on easy. I don't play. I'm serious. That's the name okay, of the, that's that's the, name of the That is the name of the channel, and that's how I roll. Awesome, man. <laughs> on easy. That's kind of cheap, though. On easy. That's not. Yeah. Yo, life is hard. Why does my video game need to be hard? Okay, <laughs> calm down. It's a video uh, game. <laughs> guys, next week, Scar Marlowe, uh, Beyond, is going to be awesome. He's, a, like I said, a great guest. Uh, Skywatchers Radio. Like I always say, stay safe, stay classy, but by all means, stay looking up to the skies because you might see something. Till next week, everybody. <laughs> Peace.